Diamond History 101. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me for potentially one of the last times in the center of Town Square of Hyrule is Jam. How's it going, sir? It's it's going very good, Fred. That's quite the introduction, really. Yeah. Yeah. Don't belabor the point, right? Just, uh, just, <laughs> just smack people with it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's like like a fish around the face. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no speeches or anything. Uh, we actually were thinking we would just uh, organically record a show as if it was any other show, um, but I'm not going to Walking Dead end it. <laughs> um, so uh, today we are doing one of our final requests, which was uh, a Minish Cap game club. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're discussing The Legend of Zelda, the Minish Cap, on the Game Boy Advance. Um, anything we need to talk about before we jump just straight into the, the game? Jam? Uh, not that I can think of, really. Okay. It's... We'll do a little bit of outro stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, this was, uh, this was released on the Game Boy Advance in uh, November of 2004, uh, for Europe and Japan. Believe it or not, Europe got it in 2004, but America yep. won't get it. Um, no. Yeah, until January of 2005, January 10th, a few days after my birthday. So um, This is one of those rare times where Nintendo likes Europe. Yeah. <laughs> they like us. <laughs> I think what it's an indication of is Nintendo of Europe <laughs> is doing gangbusters because there was a time where Nintendo of Europe, especially in the GameCube Wii era, was, was firing on all cylinders. Mm. You know, I believe it was NOE, Nintendo of Europe, uh, who was responsible for a lot of that Operation Rainfall stuff where those, uh, yes, that's those true. RPGs yeah, yeah. came over. So, um, I got all three yeah, of those as well. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. I've got, uh, I've got all of them. Played them? No, no. But I do have them. Um, <laughs> but uh, don't, don't, don't request it for a game club. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think they're all other than the last, well, the last remnants, like 30 hours, right? And then like, there's the, uh, tower one. Pandora, Pandora's tower, uh, the last story and Xenoblade Chronicles. I think Xenoblade is the longest one. And then that the last like hundred hours. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the last story of like an 80 hours. And I think Pandora's tower, if you're good, if you're lucky, you can do that about 40. <laughs> so. oh, okay. One of, somebody said one of them is 20 hours long, but this was yeah, the that's same. Pandora's. Pandora's okay. Tower, yeah. <laughs> this was the same one, the same person who said that um, uh, that uh, the new, um, oh my god, why am I blanking on it? The new, uh, what's the what's the Switch game everyone's talking about that you're a huge fan of the the series? Um, oh, Fire Emblem, yeah. Fire, Fire Emblem. Fire Free Houses, yeah. Yeah, they were like, oh yeah, that game's like 18, 20 hours. I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe you can beat it in 18 to 20 hours, but you've missed... You've missed the mark. Yeah, no way. Oh, so, um, but yeah, so this one's uh, notable because it was developed by um, Capcom and Flagship in conjunction with Nintendo. Yeah. So, 
Um, and it has been re-released on uh, the Wii U Virtual Console and... Was it part of the Ambassador program of the 3DS? I could be wrong about that. Trying but... to remember. I actually thought that might have been Spirit Tracks, but it might have been. Mm. It might have been part of the Ambassador program. Um, they're not it was, talking it, it, about it here. Yeah, it's it really a re-release on the Wii U Virtual Console. Was the main its main redo. Yeah, and I was an ambassador, but I eventually got rid of that. Um, oh yeah, that Game Boy. Advance, oh yeah, it's just tied that, to the that system. 3DS. Yeah. Well, it was. I guess you could transfer it later, but like I got rid of it in between when that was possible, and I yeah. think there was a way to transfer it later on. But yeah, no. And what's really sad is I don't think there's a way to re-download it unless you've got like that console on that account or something. Yeah, I forgot how it all worked. But yeah, it all fell apart because I. Um, I think I traded it in to GameStop during one of those promotions where I got like a ton of money for it, uh, probably mm. to get a 3DS. No, that wasn't why. But either way, I traded it in once I bought my Zelda um, be- Link Between Two Worlds 3DS. Well, that's good. And yeah. I said, you know, you should leave the games on there. The account's taken off, but you should leave the <laughs> games on there because it's an ambassador program thing. And she goes, no, I'm going to wipe it. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, so just gone, just d- disappeared from the ether. So. Yeah, yeah. So a handful of NES games and uh, and SNES game. Well, no, I don't think it was SNES. I think it was just GBA. It was ten GBA and ten NES. So somehow that, yeah, yeah. Probably was the Minish Cap though. I guess Spirit Tracks was that GBA or was that DS? Uh, Spirit Tracks is DS. Then so. yeah, then I mm. think the Minish Cap was the only GBA um, uh, Zelda game. Because I think Oracle, the Oracles were GBC. I'm just getting up now to see if I've got the list mm-hmm. here. Uh, yeah, because like you said, it's mostly NES games here. Uh, I know Metroid Fusion was one of them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, yeah, it was it was the Minish Cap was there. So okay. it's one of the Ambassador games. Yeah, cool. Some pretty good go. games there actually. Yeah, Wario, yeah. Wario Land Free, Fire Emblem, F Zero. You know, Donkey Kong versus uh, Mario. We're at WarioWare, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I remember playing WarioWare and I remember beating Zelda 2. And that was about it for what I played on the Ambassador. <laughs> yeah, no I don't know why. I, people are always like, why Zelda 2? So actually, as we digress here. So uh, the way we each played it, I played it on the, uh, I think you saw my setup. It was pretty ridiculous. I played it on the Game Boy Advance player on a GameCube running the uh, Game Boy interface software, which you have to play through a uh, basically a memory card adapter. And um, yeah, so... Uh, and then I played it with an SNES adapter into my GameCube so I could use an SNES controller. So I played it on a television with scan lines, <laughs> 240p, uh, with a Super NES controller. Um, so yeah, there you go. But I did play it in the correct aspect ratio. Um, mm-hmm. it basically had black bars at the top and bottom because it was a little more of a widescreen view, um, on yeah. the GBA. So, um, and you played it on the Wii U, correct? I, I played it twice. I played it on the Wii oh. U and I played it. I got a bootleg cartridge from probably from China or something like that. <laughs> so I got, nice. And I played it on the, um, and I played, uh, I played it on the, um, Game Boy Advance as well. Um, which I don't know. There's, I've, I've said this before. Is that there's something about 
I, I like playing it on the Wii U Virtual Console. I had a lot of fun. I did the thing where I blew it up on the big screen as well. So mm-hmm. I put it up on there because I started playing on the tablet. Um, but then the tablet just didn't feel quite right for me. Um, but yeah, those, shoulder, those damn shoulder buttons. I don't like them very much. Um, not not the trigger buttons. Yeah, you know, the ones that the, the shouldery bits, the R and L bits. They're just not. I don't like them so much on the the tablet controller. But so I I got I had a I still have a Wii U Pro controller. Would you believe? <laughs> so nice. I, I got I, actually I, I, the Wii U Pro controller is fantastic. Nobody it's really nice. Get rid of yeah. It. yeah. No, no, it's lovely. So I pulled that out. Uh, put it into the TV and play it there, and I was having a well of a time. It's great, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I recently played through Shovel Knight, and believe it or not, I bought it on Wii U. And yep. believe it or not, it got it's gotten all the updates. Yeah, it has, and it, it'll get yeah. the last one as well. Yeah, yeah. So I booted it up, and I've got all three campaigns and everything. Anyway, I played through Shovel Knight. Won't talk about Shovel Knight, but use that Wii U um, Pro controller again, and I was like, "Damn, this is a good controller." And it still had a charge, and I never had to recharge it. That's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I that and now the eight bit Doze. Those are uh, just controllers that, like on Nintendo consoles, I never worry about what's charged. Meanwhile, on the PlayStation Four, I fear every time i boot that system up like shit i gotta recharge again and there's just no good way i guess you can use normal uh micro usb chargers but but uh yeah that is true um so but uh yeah so we played these in uh sort of non-traditional places so yeah that was what i was wondering so on wii u virtual console you can use it either on the tablet or on the main screen yeah okay um, or you can have both go at the same time if you really want to, <laughs> which is a thing. <laughs> like Earthbound. Yeah I've, yeah, I've done that with Earthbound. Yeah, so. Um, but uh, that's a game I should probably play through. Um, I'm, I'm so weird. Like, I've played through Persona 1 and 2, which are extremely long and very dated games. Like, you yeah. almost can't go back to them, especially if you're a fan of 3 or 4. Forget it. Like, I've just warned people, don't go back to those other ones. Like, you get it on the PlayStation Mini or something, they're like, oh, I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 120 hours and the plot crawls man um yep. <laughs> and you need a piece of paper with you because it doesn't tell you who's impervious to what you have to take notes um but uh but yeah uh um so so going back to it uh uh is, is interesting but um moving on sorry i was gonna say something and then i was like oh, i'm gonna try not to bunny trail off and we'll stick to this this game um but uh, but yeah, and this is important for me because outside of playing like half of Link's Awakening DX, mm-hmm. um, this is my first time playing a portable Zelda game. Wow, yeah, that's, that's crazy, isn't it? It's just- yeah, yeah. And I just got to say, just straight off the cuff, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Um, yep. This this game is I have some it's got some quirks here and there. Um, I definitely felt the need to consult a guide um, at times. Uh, mm-hmm. but for the most part, geez, can you hear that? Man, it's <laughs> <a> big vibration. <laughs> That's uh, I got a new phone and, and I need to put this on padding or something. I don't know. Um, and, wrapped up in bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, here, I'll put it on some napkins. We'll see if that makes things lighter anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed the game and I love some of the callbacks. Mm. Um, so, uh, did you recognize some of the callbacks? Obviously, um, if you know where to look for him, um, uh, there's a. I cannot believe I keep blanking on stuff. Um, Tingle. Tingle, yes. <laughs> Tingle <laughs> and his <laughs> three brothers are in there. Um, yep. And then it's the Clock Town from Minish uh, Majora's Mask, right? 
Well, they've got um, yeah, they've got like characters from because they're kind of like assets that are recycled from Walking of Time as well. So those characters, but they they do it in the kind of Wind Waker art style. And there's even some of the Wind Waker characters are in there too. Like yeah, that like, that kid with the snot half hanging out his nose. So I've <laughs> so, never played Wind Waker. Oh no, you haven't played it. Fortunately, uh, <laughs> oh, it's, it's uh, next on my list. I've played all the Zeldas up and into uh, wait, Wind wait, Waker, so it's wait, due. Wait, wait, when you play Wind Waker, you're going to play the GameCube version or the Wii U version? His question. I was going to play the Wii U version because my ah, Wii U oh, yeah. is the Wind Waker Wii U. Mm. Oh, yeah. have the Zelda tablet. Yeah. Because most people say that's the way to play it now because it has the, the GBA stuff that is integrated. I know we're going off topic again. From the no, game, but, but that's integrated into the tablet now. Yeah, whereas, you know, with the old Wind Waker, if you wanted to get the most out of the, you know, the connection thing where you connect your... Um, yeah, you, you can actually plug mm-hmm. in your Game Boy Advanced into the GameCube. Um, you could use it there, but obviously that, that, with the Wii U version, basically just incorporates all. So it's kind of cool like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and here's one thing I want to say: where you say we're getting off topic, we were getting off topic when we were talking about other games. But I do think Zelda, like especially playing this game, you realize how you can't talk about a Zelda without really talking about a lot of other Zeldas. Um, it is yeah, a absolutely. Unique, yeah. yeah, it is a unique series where it almost feels like they've just continued to remake the first like the the general don't don't think about it in like too tight of a term of like what kind of game is it or what plot is it or anything. They take the general one sentence elevator pitch of the first game and they continually remake it time and time again. I feel is what Zelda does. And I don't think any other franchise really does that. I know Final Fantasy fans, I see you over there. <laughs> um, Glowering. <laughs> <laughs> and you too, Dragon Quest fans. Uh, but Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest reinvent the wheel each time yeah. to me. Um, and Zelda doesn't reinvent the wheel. Um they just really do kind of remake the original game, but it's like, it's kind of, you know, there's, there's an age old joke, but like, there's, there's always a link. There's always a Zelda. There's always a Hyrule. There's yep. always a boomerang. There's always, the you dungeon. Know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so, but yeah. And so it's just interesting to see like, okay, here's, and, and, you know, with Capcom developing this, okay, so here is how these people perceive of how to make a Zelda game. Um, and I do think it would be in Nintendo's best interest to continue to let things like that. And then we recently saw with the um, uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer uh, team making mm. a, a Zelda game, uh, what a couple of companies have done with these games when they get their hands on them. And it's pretty cool. And so mm. I do think it would be it would be who of Nintendo to potentially uh, – they can keep making their own games, but to, to hand that license out and see what they can do with it. You know, like – and not another Musou game, please – Hyrule Warriors. Agreed. Are telling me I need to play that? <laughs> um, so I'm not going to. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's cool to see what they do with it. Um, also, I don't know if you noticed, but in the final credits, when you watch those, it's like a damn Nintendo Capcom Hall of Fame. Uh, hmm. You see oh, yeah, people yeah. you definitely know. Like You're like, okay. Um, like you, Inafune was the producer. He put it all mm-hmm. together. Um, I believe Shinji Mikami gave some input on it. You definitely see Miyamoto was the executive producer. And then, um, and then over everything, he probably had very little involvement, but, uh, was, um, um, not Hiroshi Yamauchi. That's the older 
<laughs> president of Nintendo, but um, uh, oh my god, now why am I blanking on him? I have no memory. To I, I know who you mean. Yeah, I'm just trying to get him up actually. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Iwata, it? Iwata-san. Yeah, yep. he's on there. So, but uh, but yeah, so. Um, but, and then one thing I do think it's worth mentioning is, um, the director on this is, uh, s- people probably don't know him very well. I don't know if you know him, uh, Hitamuro, uh, F- uh, Fiji Bayashi, Fuji Bayashi, Hitamuro Fuji Bayashi, probably mispronouncing that heavily. So don't kill me. Um, <laughs> but he worked for Capcom and he's worked on. A decent number of games, but up to this point, it was mostly like, um, like uh, Capcom Japan only like puzzle games, and then uh, he jumped in and did uh, Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, Four Swords, and now Minish Cap, and he kind of was the one who did kind of a lot of these, and then he moved over actually, um, and uh, he worked on Phantom Hourglass, Skyward Sword, Breath of the Wild, so. Um, oh, he's the director of Breath of the Wild. Okay, so maybe lots of people know him. I just didn't know him. Very well. <laughs> I was just say, he sounds quite significant. <laughs> yeah, so he basically started with Capcom, but then moved on to become a staple of, uh, of Zelda. So uh, it's kind of cool, because this would be his second game. Um, mm. uh, sorry, second of the portable outings, obviously. Well, Oracle of Ages and Seasons are two different games, correct? They're two different games, but yeah, they were released in tandem. So, yeah. So I, I guess he was watching everything there. But uh, either way, um, I've been talking for a minute. How do you think this stacks up in comparison to the uh, portable Zeldas that came before it? It's uh, it's interesting. I think because uh, it depends. Because when we talk about the portable Zeldas, this is a question I've solved. Would we lump in things like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask 3DS versions? Because <laughs> would that count? <laughs> Well, not really. I don't think it would, but even uh, if it did, we can kind of dodge that bullet because they're not out yeah. yet. So I was actually talking about, like, yeah, this yeah, is the, for the fourth time, one yeah. that came after these other ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I put uh, Minish Cap in the same vein as kind of like Wind Waker, in a way, with its design, where they're kind of going for this reduced dungeon kind of idea, but they there's more... There's more stuff to do in the overworld. Like, in fact, m- more of the stuff happens out outside of the dungeons this time than actually in the dungeons. Whereas, oh, yeah. um, you, you played a bit of this already, but with um, you know, Link's Awakening, um, that's I'm pretty sure it's eight dungeons. I'm pretty sure it is, but that's like that's very kind of traditional Zelda sort of style. You know, you go from dungeon yeah, to dungeon. Usually, yeah, seven to ten dungeons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, that's that's sort of that's what Minish Cap is. I, I don't know. It's difficult. I keep sort of you know juggling with where what, how I feel about it because I, I do like this game a lot, but I, I really like Link's Awakening. I'll just say that out loud. You know, it's just that's one of my that's one of my favorite Zelda's of all time. Really, and this but, does not follow that formula like at no, all. Not at all. No, no, and that's fine. It, it fine. loosely looks like it because the GBA was so compared to the SNES mm. for various reasons. Um, I do have to give credit, though. The GBA usually doesn't do a great job with sound, and this game has a fantastic uh, it's sound It's very design. good, yeah. Uh, they do a good job. So, uh, but uh, let's see here. Um, Mitsuhiko Takano, Takano uh, is the uh, composer, and uh, I don't know if he's done much. I'm not huge on Japanese composers, so I can't say, but, uh, but yeah, so... Um, that's who that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So 
uh, either way, it's a it's a great job because it, it sounds fantastic. I love mm. playing this game, and especially on a television. Um, my speakers went out on my Sony CRT, my big old thirty six inch, and oh, I was like, damn it. damn it. Good news though, all Sony CRT TVs have a audio out, so I just ran nice. and bought yeah. some uh, some uh, some decent powered speakers. It was probably about sixty bucks. For some uh, some powered speakers uh, that have a subwoofer and everything, so added some bass to it, um, and uh, putting those in, yeah, to hear that that soundtrack come back out, it was like, yeah, this sounds great. So, so it was good to hear. Um, one thing I wanted to say about the overworld stuff, though, um, one thing I liked was and. What we're going to talk a little bit about this. So you really like Link's Awakening. I know that. And I know people are heavily anticipating in September when the uh, remake comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have heard that that remake is basically they remade the game. Like, mm. or, uh, So think of it as more of a remaster. They're calling it a remake, but that is a, a remaster. Um, yeah, because yeah. I, I'm, I'm told it's like identical. Um, which might be exactly what people want. Um, but one thing I, I've noticed about Link's Awakening that didn't hold my attention as much is that there's a lot to do in the outworld and there's a lot of stuff you have to do in between dungeons, but it's a lot of busy work and I get bored a little yeah. easily, yeah. I guess I would say. This was not the case here. Everything you're doing is relatively straightforward and um, not very fetch questy and you can navigate the map really fast which i think is another thing they learned from at least link's awakening if not the oracle games because i haven't played those um link's awakening you are constantly retreading that map and when you have to look for something it can be agonizing and you do get quick travel later on i i think i'm on like the fourth or fifth dungeon and there are certain little areas where I can jump into stumps and, and travel, but not like you can once you get the ocarina in this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, at the same time, one thing I don't like, and I wanted your take on this, was that you often find stuff and you don't know what its purpose is. And you also like the, uh, the areas where the ocarina can take you. You find those symbols all the time and you don't know why you're finding them or what they do. And they kind of hint at you. I like that you can turn to the cap and talk to your guy, yeah. the Minish guy, and he can kind of fill you in on what you're about to do and what you have to do and whatnot. But that was in Link's Awakening. Um, the other thing is just how easy it is to miss very important, in fact, pro- progress necessary items in the overworld. And that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any problems finding certain things in the overworld that you just needed? Yep. Yep, I did. Yeah, there's a few issues, and even in some of the dungeons as well. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> so yeah, the mole claws. I had some issues yeah, with that one. Yeah, that was the one I struggled with as well. <laughs> Where the hell and is it? when you Google it, you learn a lot of people also did. So they didn't do a good job of directing you there. Um, and uh, and there were a couple others that I'm, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but I'm kind of blanking on. And in the dungeons, definitely uh, the. Uh, um, just knowing where to go and, and, and how to progress uh, was, yeah, uh, a little frustrating at times. Um, anytime I got stuck and I'd look up the solution, I'd be like, oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> so uh, wasn't pleased with that either. So um, one sec, there's going to be a little bit of barking as, uh, as uh, <laughs> my daughter answers the door. But uh, anyway, um, 
but all in all, um, yeah, it was uh, it, it was fine because we have the miracle of the internet. But uh, had we not, uh, that would have been a very frustrating endeavor. So, mm. it'd be like old school Zelda, where you're just you know trying everything on everything for ages <laughs> to no avail. Yeah, although um, in old school Zelda, one of the benefits was you could um, uh, you could you found everything in the dungeons. So you just knew, did I find an item or two in the dungeons yeah, and I should yeah. be good. So, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, it is what it is, but, uh, but, but all in all, yeah, when it would stifle my progress, I would get frustrating, frustrated. And there is so much to do in the overworld that that was a little confusing also. Mm. Um, how did you feel about like just the sheer volume of things you had to do in the overworld? Uh, I do find it too overwhelming, to be honest. Um, it's the, it, I guess it's the, the keystone stuff was what the thing that I was scratching my head a bit sometimes. I never, I never did it like a hundred percent or anything. Um, oh yeah. It's no, the, the, the the little gimmick of the keystones in uh, Minish Cap is basically you can, you basically, you can, I think it's like you press the select button or something on characters, and then you can um, basically link these stones which you collect throughout the world map, basically, and then something will pop up, something like a chest or some event will happen and all sorts. But the gate, I don't know if you found this, but certain characters you can't do the mechanic with until like later in the game, so it got very yes. confusing of who you've done it with and who you haven't done it with. <laughs> and so, there are a handful of characters you can do twice, also. Really? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that, yeah. So, yeah, and it becomes essential when you have to do... Do you remember one of the missions is the Goron mission? Yeah. Where yeah. there's yeah. a Goron punching a rock and you keep recruiting more and more and more. Um, a lot of people don't get through that one because you have to find walls that you mm-hmm. have to use keystones with, which was weird, too. And, um, and uh uh, so a lot of people don't complete the Goron quest. I am one of them. Um, and I looked up in a walkthrough. I could do that. But, like, how annoying is that? Like, I don't like yeah. that. And I did not know you could merge keystones with those walls. So that's why I couldn't complete the Goron quest. I just found the ones where you use keystones on other things. Um, it also felt like the payoff was not worth it. <laughs> just to get a glass no, jar. You, so that's, that's the... Especially with the keystones, uh, one is... It would st- again. There was keystone merging required for like major quest items. I think maybe even the mole hands or something was uh, a keystone fuse. But either way, yeah, it got it got very um, kind of boring and frustrating with how those activate and whatnot. And um, and in the end, yeah, I just didn't appreciate what I got half the time. I did not need, like, I have a, a you know, and this kind of might bleed into a different topic so we can talk about it later, but just a lot of stuff of how do I get there and the answer was always, oh, I just need to find some cryptic person in another part of the map that I haven't merged keystones with yeah, yet. Yeah, exactly. And that was always the case. Um, and, uh, and also just a lot of items that I just didn't need. I didn't use at all. I, yeah, no, I agree. I, I never used the boomerang. <laughs> yeah, I got the magical boomerang. Mm-hmm, me too. Yeah. From Tingle and his brothers, and I never used it. Mm-hmm. The couple of times where I was like, oh, I know. I'll use the magical boomerang on this. And it didn't work. Like, it would get stuck <laughs> in the walls or something. So, um, The other one was the timed bombs. Yep. It was cool to be able to trigger your detonation, but I never needed it. 
I got that later in the game where it just wasn't necessary. So just. <laughs> oh, I got it very late in the game. I think yeah. I had three or four of the elemental um, pieces. Oh, well, obviously I didn't have four because you go straight to the dungeon. But, um, but I had yeah. I think it was between the third and fourth uh, elemental piece. Um, or maybe I even unlocked it right before going to the element, you know, the elemental terrace that's in Hyrule Castle. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you don't know by now, I should, I'm just going to say it. I forgot to say it at the beginning, so I'm sorry, but spoilers. (laughs) 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 Um, I just thought about that. It's pretty obvious for a game club. But yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, maybe it doesn't need to be said, um, but uh, but yeah, right, I think I got it right before I went and turned in the fourth elemental, um, mm. which when that happens, Hyrule Castle becomes the final dungeon, so mm. ish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so uh, so that's you know that in and of itself, uh, it just didn't matter. Um, but there were certain things to this moment. I'm sure I could look them up, but there are certain things to this moment I just didn't know how to do. Like that, you very early on find that area in town where there's like a record player, there's three treasure chests, and there's a heart container piece. No idea. I'm sure there's some way to get it, but I don't know. <laughs> um, there were... Uh, I don't I know how many... I was three heart containers shy of the whole group. So, and I looked, it was 44 of them that were out there. Mm. So you could get 11 out of your 20 hearts. I think it is, uh, from the overworld. So, um, I found eight of them, which was 32 heart container pieces and they're all collecting four at a time. So I found 32 of them and I managed to get through the game with, um, like I said, uh, the the seventeen heart containers that I had, I believe it's it's two rows of ten, um, so I was missing three, um, and uh, and I only found two of the bottles. So, hmm. the one in the shop and uh, the the one you just get, I think you just get it in town or something. But one of them is you just have to fuse a keystone with um, your like your your, your, your you know, the smithy, the guy the, the guy mm-hmm. you start with, that guy. Son of a bitch. Yeah, no, okay. it's really well, easy. That one's, that one's a really easy yeah, one. Well, there you go. <laughs> and I know the fourth one is a chore. Yeah, I the, think it might even be one, yeah, so that's the, a real chore. That one might even be what's in that Goron thing. The bottles you didn't really need, um, but one thing is this game will ramp its difficulty in those final dungeons. Um, oh, yeah. The last boss, if you don't have at least like 15 hearts and at least a bottle or two with the witch's red potion, which is all side quests, I could see you getting stuck on that boss. Uh, but maybe not. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Was it the last boss or was it the second to the last boss? Because well, I know the last boss has two forms. You fight it twice. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a well. It all, it's all kind of tied together. Because if you die in any of the sections, you have to start right back at the beginning. Um, oh, really? I didn't die, um, but again, <laughs> I prepared myself. I had two full bottles of red potion, so I got mm. lucky there. Um, 
But and figuring out how to do some of those boss battles, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but I, I apologize. I'm all over the place. Let's stay with the overworld and the side quests. Are we cool just walking this path for a while? Yeah, I yeah think there's, there's plenty more to talk about, and I think uh, maybe it's worthwhile to stick here, and then we can get into the dungeons. Um, but uh, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, just a, an awful lot of what am I supposed to do here with um, a lot of the keystone fusing and overworld items. Um, anything jump out at you that, that in addition to these that that you thought about? Uh, with, with the keystones, I mean, the, when I when it was first introduced, I was just like going up to everybody and you know pressing select, and then but obviously you, you don't really have many right. keystones, so you had to kind of go for this like grindy, because <laughs> they're like they're just kind of scattered randomly. I guess there is there was sort of a method to it. The red ones, I think, were kind of rarer ones, I guess, that you found in chests mostly. The red ones are yeah. planned, yeah. I think, because I used all the red ones and Whereas, I used most of my blues. Yeah. And then the blue ones are sort but of semi the green ones could be frustrating as hell because they're only in certain parts of the map. And depending on when you start doing it, you're not going to those mm. parts of the map anymore. I found myself mm. having to go grind on Mount whatever it was, Agnes or whatever. <laughs> the <laughs> mountain. Yeah. So. I thought it was really funny. I, I really didn't care what the characters had to say. I was just like, hey, let me just fuse the damn keystone with you. <laughs> it's just... mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I skip text a lot in this game. <laughs> but they're all, they're all just like oh something wonderful is going to happen so, mm -hmm. some of them were really weird things as well like you know when you fuse it it just spawns an enemy <laughs> and that money yeah, was no there's no shortage yeah there's no shortage of money in this game I found I was, I was constantly like maxing so, out my yeah one of the first things I did was get the biggest wallet which gives you 999 yeah. <laughs> rupees and I could right. not figure out how to spend them at all yeah exactly yeah. I yeah, bought everything I could <laughs> yeah the, the gambling thing was rendered completely pointless. I don't know if you can win anything but money, but who gives a fuck because I, I wasn't going to do it. Um, that guessing game was stupid. I love how the guy tells you, this is stupid. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I did quite like that, yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought that was funny. I almost wonder if like maybe somebody forced the team to put that game in there mm. <laughs> or if they're just having some fun. It could have been either one. Um. And actually, on that note, uh, figures. Let's talk about figurines for a minute. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> so you find magical shells all over the place. And I loved magical shells in Link's Awakening because they give me shit. I go to that shell mansion and I would get upgrades. Mm -hmm. Not the case here. <laughs> <laughs> Had 999 shells yep. and I finally figured Fishy. out where to use them. And this guy's like, I can use figures. And there's a little guy, a little minish out in front. Um we should point out, if you're trying to follow this, uh, one mechanic that we can just mention real quick and then we don't have to worry about it is the reason it's called the Minish Cap is because of the Minish people, which are mini people, mm -hmm. in a sense. And they have magical powers and they kind of live in the woods, right? And they think of you as kind of living in the city. But the Minish do find themselves all across the city as well. You, When you're in Hyrule Town, I think that's Hyrule Town. Anyway, when you're in the town, you will see the Minish when you when you shrink down in size with them. And um, your cap is a Minish wizard who's been transformed into something that looks like a cap. And so he's kind of like this walking, talking audience on your head. Ezlo, yeah. <laughs> Ezlo, thank you. Uh, but one of the powers you get is he has the ability to shrink you down to Minish size. And so you'll bounce in and out of the Minish size. And we can talk about that more soon or later, but... That's of note because you will find so things you can do when you're big are impossible when you're minish and vice versa. So like a step, 
will block you from being able to make progress. Grass will block you when you're a minish. Mm-hmm. But when you're grown, you can't get into a lot of places. So a lot of the puzzles are how the hell do I, as a minish, get to this place? And uh, one of the ones is right out in front. There's a minish by the figure guy. And he goes, I wish I had a figure too. No idea how to do that. <laughs> Did you figure it out? But uh, which uh, whereabouts was this guy? Uh, he's uh, right in front of the figure guy's um, shop. Like there's a guy in, he's in the south, what, west mm. part of town. If you have the flippers, which I want to talk about, I want to talk about progress, uh, progressing with <laughs> items and stuff like that in a minute. But when you have the flippers, if you just jump into the river and cr- and cross, go straight west when mm. you enter town, he's right there. He's kind of uh, across the river from the dojo where you learn your first move. From oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the area, yeah. There's a minish guy, if you're ever small and down there, that's like, I wish I had a figure. That's nice of you. And maybe you can't get him a figure, and he just says that. That's the other problem with some yeah, Japanese exactly. developments, and Zelda is guilty of this all the time. They give you something that you think is a task, and it's not. Mm. Like, I am error. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, inside this shop is a dispensary where you can trade in your shells to buy figures. And... God, how many figures are there? Five hundred. There's loads, and there are hundreds of figures. To get through the text is so boring. They didn't do like a quick sort of like a real quick thing. <laughs> no, you have to talk to the guy. Yep, talk every every single time and go through the text again. Pull the lever. Where it, yeah, <laughs> there's an animation and a lever pull where you get assigned your random figure. <laughs> so Which... the more you get, the more dupes start coming up. And guess what they give you if you get a dupe? Five rupees, so I yeah. of rupees, so <laughs> just what you want. And sometimes when you pull the lever, you won't get a figure, <laughs> so you can sh- pay shells to increase your probability. But it, it basically your probability goes down by one percent. So the first time you pull it, yeah. you have a hundred percent chance, ninety nine percent chance, ninety eight. You can pay more shells time. to bridge the gap. <laughs> yeah, it's it just seemed like a long, arduous task, and I didn't see any value after doing it like ten times. So I never went back to it. I'm certain if you get all the figures, you get something. But I probably, knew no yeah. matter it's probably, what it's probably it was. probably a heart piece you're missing. <laughs> I don't care if Iwata-san comes to my house, and obviously he's now <laughs> passed, so that's not going to happen. But I don't care if he comes to my house. I'm not going to do it. And I guarantee you, that's why. If you go to like how long to beat, I guarantee you there's a completionist thing and it's like scatter scatteringly high compared to just beating the game. Um, so how how often did you engage with the figures and what were your thoughts? I only did it a few times just because I found it incredibly tedious. <laughs> it was just taking me too much out of the out mm. of the game. So I, I mostly left it, I'll be honest. And it's too bad too, because some of the yeah. figures are pretty cool. They are they are cool. It's just it's just it's a dated but mechanic. They're just character models, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it, if, like, if it was something that was like done nowadays, maybe right. If they, I don't know. I'm thinking of it from like because it felt very Smash Brothers esque, yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. But it's, but I don't know. It just, just it was, it just wasn't done in an interesting way. Particularly, I think if they, if they made it, if they sped it up where they could just say, oh, you know, um, put as many shells in, and how many times? You know, I don't know if they just, you know, where you didn't have to go through all the separate little animations and the text boxes. I think I'd have much more enjoyed. I'd enjoyed it much more. But I think if they did it nowadays, they should do. Um like have a certain number of characters you can only pull by random yeah. you know gashapon style 
but having a majority of them you buy with the shells because you just have so many shells all the time. And so, or maybe you can have the whole Gashapon thing, but then when you go in there, you can go to, you know, because you can view all your figures. If you're missing one, you can click on it and he'll go, oh, well, that one's hard to find. But if you want to, you can buy the figure for 35 shells or something. And you do it like they do with the rest of the fusing in the town and stuff where it opens up more and more figures until you have the whole thing once you've beaten the game, you know? Because you can walk around in this game and complete side tests after you've beaten it. I didn't yes. do it, but you can. Mm-hmm. So you do get a complete save, like a save that says you've completed the game, and then it just drops you back in the world and says, there's yep. more for you to do. Hey. <laughs> I'll go do it. <laughs> so um, any other things you want to talk about from, like, the town, I guess, town-style mechanics before we go um, talk about, like the overworld and like finding certain things. Anything you want to, maybe anything in the Minish town, the Minish town's kind of the same thing. You just go around, talk to people and then you go back and fuse keystones. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Fast travel to it if you so, need to. <laughs> I helped that one guy. Do you know that one guy who's in the barrel? Yeah. I helped him get his seeds. I did the three part seed thing and he said something great will grow and it, I just got tired of waiting. Like, <laughs> there's a few is. few side quests like that, but it's just like, oh, come back later. Come back later when you've done more stuff. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I know people probably rolled their eyes at this, but I thought it was really cute the two or three, uh, at least the two or three I found of the beanstalks where you go up and you get a heart container yeah. piece. Mm hmm. In the clouds, like I thought that was cool, and it seemed reminiscent of. It's one of uh, all the portable Zeldas seem to have throwbacks for some weird reason to um, Super Mario Brothers, and this seemed like one of those, mm. right? Because that's out of Mario One ish. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what did you th did you like those, or were you? Yeah, no, I, 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 them? <laughs> no, no, I was like, I, I kind of liked. Um, I like the keystone fuses that led to something a bit more interesting. Like, like, like I said, like whether it's climbing a beanstalk or um, like sometimes it was like clearing a tree stump area, but it wasn't entirely clear what was beyond that area. Whereas you know, that's something where you, re you realize you needed like the mole mitts to dig up the, the area of land. So I, I didn't mm -hmm. mind stuff like that. I, the, the ones, like I said earlier, is the, the, the golden enemies I just didn't really get. I mean, maybe if the reward was better or something, but then again... Oh, they had so many hit points. They weren't hard. They were just tedious. Yeah, it was like, exactly. And I'm going to get a I'm going to get what Money. 200 rupees, and I'm if I'm maxed out, or if I've got like 50 before, you know. Um, I don't know what else they can give you though, because obviously you know you, you, there's too many damn shells. It'll give you more keystones. <laughs> uh, one other thing that was interesting with the rupees thing, just to harp on this, yeah. was uh, I found the fairy that's uh, I think she's over in the woods, in the Minish woods, that says you have to give me all your money. Mm. And I had like 320 rupees at the time. And I said, oh, I don't want to do that. And so I was like, no, I won't give it to you right now. And then I waited till I had five, <laughs> went back, told her I'd give her everything. Yep. And she was like, oh, well, thanks for your honesty. I'm not going to take your rupees, but no, I appreciate yeah. your honesty. And I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. Because it was like 10 hours later in the game that I did it. Because I probably spent a good 10, 12, uh, probably 20 hours on this game, maybe 15 mm -hmm. I didn't keep yeah, track, right. but it was a, I was playing this game for a large portion of the month. Because mm -hmm. um, I think I started mid-July and finished it a week or two ago. So anyway, but uh, 
but yeah, I, I found, uh, yeah, that was, that was, I, I did that funny. straight away. I did, I, I just yeah, took the money because like, I had too it. much yeah. anyway. I was like, fuck it, I'll get, I'll get, just get it back straight away. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's fair. Um, oh, here's another one actually that I thought had some impact, but you get them too late is, um, the dojo guy. So the yeah, seven different moves. Point, yeah. Yeah, so he is, and he is kind of in town, but he's all over the place, right? Uh, is it? I forget if it's but different versions um, of him or he's just hidden around. Well, the one that's in town, he's the main one. I think he gives you four, or four or five scrolls, and then there's okay. like a, there's like I think there's two that are hidden elsewhere, and then there's like I found them all. Yeah. I don't know if you found them all. Yeah, I found them all. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's one. The, the last one, he's the one that says, "Oh, you need all like all scrolls to be able to learn the final technique from me." You need, yeah. you know, I love that they all said they sort of said, "I'm the real master. I'm yeah. the real master." <laughs> well, because like just for just for ease of following, there's really kind of like four major areas. There's the Minish Woods and everything that's around there. There's kind of your Hyrule area, which includes the palace and the town, and I would even say Lon Lon ranch which is of course from ocarina of time is part of this um right lon lon ranch was first seen in ocarina yeah i think i think so yeah as far as aware (laughs) Um, and um and then you've got kind of your elementals right you've got you've got the swamp you've got the mountain you've got the uh the uh, ice area um which is kind of part of the hyrule lake uh basically and that's kind of your main overworld and, and the mountains in the northwest and the, the swamps in the southwest and the Minish Woods and, and all that stuff is in the southeast. And then the, the northeast is the, uh, is the Hyrule Lake. And then Hyrule uh, Palace is, is up to the north and then smack dab in the middle, um, you know, is Winterfell. Uh, but uh, that's a joke. Um, but, uh, but yeah, these masters, you just find them in random places. And I was like, okay, well, I'll see if I organically find them. And like you, I only found like four, I think. Yeah. And then I was getting to the final palace and I was like, well, I better get all these because I bet I get something dope and spectacular. Um, And you do find a couple of masters that just upgrade your stuff, right? Like you charge faster or you you recover faster or you shoot a blade when you're full of hearts or right before death. Yeah. Yeah, and, And stuff like that. And so uh, I went and found the rest, but like the down slash has almost no real use in the final dungeon, mm. very rarely, but it would have been hugely useful in the clouds dungeon. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. With those with those knights that you you know kind of jump around with, and we'll talk about it. But like, but uh, yeah, I got it late. And the other thing was charging with your sword. I, you learn the charge move you have to to get through like an early area. But charging with your sword is one of the last scrolls I found, so I didn't have that through the whole game. Mm. And so you get it at the end, and you're like, well, I don't need it now. I think they should have had those unlock way earlier. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and I think it should have been less of, like, discovery. I don't know. And again, they're trying to hit a balance here. Am I correct? Did they do this a lot in Oracle, or was this kind of the first portable game where they really made a big point of trying to... um, you know, have a lot to do, a lot of side quests in the overworld. Well, I've, I've only played, I'll be honest, I've only played halfway through, um, I think it's Oracle Seasons I'm currently playing at the moment because I stopped playing it to play uh, Minish Cap. But from Fair. what I played so far... I stopped far, playing Link's Awakening to play Minish Cap, so we're... Yep. <laughs> yeah. Before from what I played so far, um, Seasons, yeah, it does seem to follow, there is side quest stuff to do, yes. Um but it, it feels. But is more, it so like quintessential? Like this game is a is is an overworld game that happens to have dungeons almost. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it doesn't 
feels so much like that though um from what i've yeah like so from, from 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 what i've played so far <laughs> Sure. And, and again, we'll talk about the, the, can- the dungeons probably as, you know, well, we can just do it whenever you want to, but I just wanted to stick to the overworld. But mm. mark my words, if you're watching the podcast and you're like, well, let's see, we're 46 minutes in, are, are they going to get to the main game? This is the main this game. This is the main game, yeah. We're talking <laughs> about right now. And so we should probably stress that we're doing it. Like, <laughs> we're going to wrap up with the dungeons probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, and so I just felt that uh, with so much to do in the outworld, uh, you would find yourself having not done a lot of this stuff until the end when you're playing cleanup, and that's just a bad time to get a lot of this th- these things. Mm. Um, but uh, but yeah, the other thing was you're trying to find very specific places at times. And it's just tedious, right? Like, uh, this is a problem I think all Zelda games have, is if you don't have a map and you're not there, you find a lot of stuff and you're like, okay, I'll come back to this later. And then it's just tedious to find your way back to it. And I think I struggled with this in every game but Majora's Mask. And this may be, fun fact, why I like Majora's Mask so much, Mm -hmm. is because you're going over similar areas over and over and over again. And that may be tedious in and of itself. I didn't find it tedious because of the time mechanic, but I could see where other people do. Um, But it does take out the tedium of hunting down specific places. I just felt more familiar with the whole world in Majora's Mask because I'd have to go through certain motions all the time. Um, Whereas... Yeah, to go play cleanup in the swamp and the mountain, Jesus, like, I didn't know where I was. I forgot how to get up that mountain, right? And I've got all these things on my at my disposal now. I can climb, I can jump, I can fly. But, like, yeah, it's still a bitch to get around there and find, like, the one spot. You're on, you're on that map and you're like, how the hell do I get up there? You know, and it was just, I, I don't know. I found it kind of frustrating. I don't know mm. if you experienced that, but... Um, renegotiating these areas was was a little annoying um when you especially before you have the fast travel feature i found it irritating yeah because you don't get sure. the um the i think it's in the third dungeon you get that um but which is so uh, yeah it's, it's kind of a especially depending on sort of what type of game you are because when you know with the keystone stuff i was a bit of a perfectionist so i did find myself like reclimbing the mountains to get to that damn guy who i didn't have the keystone at to start mm-hmm. with so i went back up there and it just you know, it makes you just kind of like frustrated doesn't it? When you, and then you unlock this fast travel feature yeah for god's sake <laughs> yeah right yeah so, so i got this completely it's like, oh, was it squirrel was the mentality you used to call it back in the day on b team so. yeah yeah squirrel uh but uh well and and so I we should probably talk a little bit about the uh, about just kind of the main game kind of directions and plot so that we can continue this conversation because I think it's important if you've never played the game and if you have played the game sorry we're going to take 2 minutes and tell you something you already know. <laughs> but at first I thought this game was going to be short which is always I a stupid <laughs> move. Don't ever assume a Zelda game is going <laughs> to be short. They're yes, all <laughs> Yeah, right. Until, until, and you can tell me this, but until like after Wind Waker, every Zelda game's roughly 20 hours, right? Like yeah. <laughs> 15, 20 hours. Even Zelda 1 is 15, 20 hours if you don't know it, you know, too well. Um, and so just, but you start this game off and you don't have a whole lot to do yet, right? You can go around town and you do start exploring town. And this is another, I guess it could be a gripe, but I don't know quite how I feel about it yet. But you go around town and there's just nothing to do. Nobody has anything to interact with you on. Half the doors are fucking locked. 
you don't know anything and you can't address anything. So you're kind of forced into these dungeons, right? And so you're like, okay, well, maybe this is going to be a traditional Zelda. And you knock out those first two dungeons like right away and get the two elemental stones. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like one pattern Mm. to go knock those out, I think. Because you don't find out about the elemental area in Hyrule Castle until... Yeah, like two dungeons in, yeah. So I just knocked those out right away. Probably the first four or five hours of the game, I had both of those and I turned them in and got, um, we'll talk about this mechanic later, but the the mechanic where you can clone Link, um, which <laughs> is a puzzle solving thing only in the dungeons. That's uh, largely, that's why we haven't talked about it yet. Um, and you get, uh, technically you get an upgrade to your sword, but you don't actually upgrade your sword, which was annoying to me too, right? I don't think your sword actually gets any more powerful than it was. Yeah, the, that was a bit disappointing game. really because they, they, it cosmetically looks different. But. Yeah, that is cool where it, co- it cosmetically changes. But yeah, I didn't see it really change at all um, in terms of damage and what it can do other than the abilities you gain with it. Um, and then you do have a lot of overworld stuff, right? It kind of makes you fuse... Um, oh, I want to call them kinstones, but that's not... What are they Keystone, called? Keystones. 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 <laughs> you got to start fusing keystones. Um, and that's kind of a mechanic. But you can quickly like fuse the right keystones and then just head over to the third dungeon pretty early on also the third dungeon will be very hard for you though if you haven't at least gotten some heart containers under your belt especially um you know that boss and um then if you rush into it then there's just a ton of shit to do in the overworld and i think that's what i found was you know i did a decent amount of stuff in the overworld between dungeons two and three but not too, too much. I was probably at about nine, ten hours when I went into the third dungeon, cleared that, and then you got a long ways to go. You got a lot of stuff in the overworld to do before you get to that last one. And if you didn't do much between dungeons two and three, you've got even more to do. You know what I mean? Like, you've got just... Uh, uh, you've got just tons of stuff to do uh, yep. before you can go on to that fourth dungeon. But yeah, so so the outworld uh, overworld becomes like a chore. So I would have liked to see them find a way to spread that out a little better. And I think it would have been stifling your progress to the dungeons. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that even happens to a certain extent in Zelda One. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Like, do you think it would have been better to? I think they could have even had you get a lot of the like. I I think you could fuse keystones right at the right at the get and learn the minish I- stuff. And it I would have preferred it, yeah. I would have preferred it. It just let yeah, let you just go crazy, really. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have you know, especially with the you know the inconsistency of the characters. I'm sure there's some design thing behind why it is, but it was. Or it would have been much cooler if you had some way to just kind of track things better the only way you can track the keystone stuff is if you talk to tingle he will just tell you he goes oh there's 38 people left to fuse keystones with and stuff like that. oh yeah that's right i never went back to him and Which checked that though doesn't really help things but yeah <laughs> and uh, the only other way is that i think i don't know if it was i don't know if it's right from the get-go but it felt like maybe it was later this introduced that the people you could fuse with like they get like a speech bubble that click went over their head but i could have sworn that yeah yeah, I could have sworn that wasn't there to begin with, but I no, might be wrong. No, and it doesn't but... always populate. And if you've seen it mm. once, I don't think it comes back is the problem. Mm. Like if you uh, – maybe maybe certain key people it does, 
no pun intended. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it just seemed to be inconsistent with how it it lets you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, and and just they should have rearranged how they opened some stuff up too, because I think it's what in the third dungeon you get the flippers, or right around that time you get the flippers, and then you can swim. Mm-hmm. And there's just an awful lot to do once you get it. Like you started to see that design, right? Like you get the flippers and you're like, oh shit, there's like 30 things I got to go check out and yeah. figure out, you know, that I saw as I went. And then you get the jumping ability, which is another one of those cool Mario throwbacks. Um, mm. And uh, you're like, oh shit. Okay. So there's some more stuff I need to do. Um, but you get those just way too late for it to be. I guess as cool as it as it should be. Lots of just introducing of mechanics and, and, and items throughout the overworld that you just don't use enough and you get too late in the game, um, which is unfortunate. They, they should have kind of reversed it and had you get a lot of items early on and then do the optional busy work in the later part of the game is, is my take on it. Um, but and they've always been scared of that. Do you remember how like everyone was freaking out because a link between worlds allowed you to get like all the items up front and people were like, "Oh, you know, that actually might be a better I, way to do it." I'd like that. I love that mechanic. So that yeah. Great. Yeah, so so Minish Cap does have some struggles in the overworld and again, um I apologize. It's just you do finish that game feeling the weight of the tedium of that stuff to me. Did you feel the same way? Well, I, I guess to, to a degree, yes. Um, I mean, the, the TDN for me was more like I, I didn't – when we fin- when I finished it and I finished the game, um, I didn't feel particularly moved to go and find the remaining heart pieces or do the I rest mean. of the yeah. keys. Yeah, yeah. You so, yeah. dropped back into the overworld and you're like, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I agree with that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Um, so, uh, and we can talk about some of these things as they, they appear between the dungeons till if you were, if we're ready to delve into the dungeons, I don't know. What do you, where would you like to go next? Where what would you like to touch on? Yeah, sure. We kept people in suspense. Let's go to the dungeon, shall we? <laughs> oh, we should, oh, we, we should do before we do that. It's a, sorry to keep people in suspense for longer, but, uh, we forgot to talk about the, the shrinking down mechanic. Yeah. The, oh, right. So, so sorry, we said we we're going to, we said, we said that earlier. To become the minish. To yeah. So why don't you intro that and we'll, uh. Yeah, so when you you come across right early in the game, you come across Ezlo who's being attacked in the forest, and he quickly yeah you know, he becomes your buddy, he becomes your hat. That's that's <laughs> the origins of Link's hat, and um, that's uh, that's where that all comes from. And um, yeah, basically, if you get like to a tree stump or like a vase or like a Aztec memorial thing, um, you can shrink down and. If it's, I think it's, if it's the first time, it will like do like a little animation to show you, which is kind of cool. You know, like when you go into mm-hmm. the tree stump, you bounce on the little mushrooms, and um, I quite like that. Yeah, and if um, you've never figured it out, you get a rod that lasts, that basically reverses yeah. everything. It flips everything over. If you haven't figured it out, that's how you flip over the vases and do stuff in town. If you never figured that out, it probably makes sense that you weren't able to get through a lot of stuff in town. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. And um, what's, what's funny about it is that when you when you're in shrink mode, you you're you're like you're, you got like your little sprite, but there's like a little speech bubble kind of highlighting where your tiny little sprite is now. Yeah, um, I like that. And you know what? We were playing these on big screens, which is probably why. Yeah. But on the little GBA screen, I could totally see that being necessary. Yeah, because I, I did do that when I went back to GBA. It, it feels much more needed there, <laughs> particularly if you play that it on the Game sense. Boy Micro. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
so. which, I, which I guess would have been out at that point probably. I don't know, but um, yeah, oh, yeah, it, it, it would have been I, right. No, maybe oh, the micro was. I'm thinking 2005. Yeah, I think so. That was the last year of the GameCube. The Wii's next year. Mm, yeah, so, mm. but. But I, I like I quite like the shrinking down mechanic. I I kind of dug it. Um, it was a cool little thing. Um, it's funny as well because we were whinging about I was whinging about the figurine stuff, but the you can skip the shrink down mechanic later as well, quite quickly. So that they can do you can do that really fast. I think oh, you just like the it. animation. Yeah, yeah. Um, you hit B or A. There's only two buttons. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I. Uh, but it's it's kind of fun incorporating it into things. I, I quite like the whole that you know when you're a little that you can't go into water now because you'll drown and things mm-hmm. like that. So you have to be a bit more aware. Like things were more dangerous. I particularly like that bit when you're in the mountains where you know you're because I, I thought about that before I like, got to that section where it starts raining <laughs> and then, then Eslo the says she goes, "Watch out! The water droplets are like boulders." <laughs> you know? Yeah, that was good. That was good. I like that. Uh, I do like a lot of the times where you zoom down or like later on when you're in the town and you go up into the raft and there's all the minish hanging out up there or you got to get the books for the library and uh, you got to get you know a link and a couple of minish and and some clones to all jump on the book so that it falls from the rafters and stuff i thought that was good so Mm. I think my, one of my favorite things, this kind of goes into the dungeon stuff, is that I liked how two of the bosses in this game were literally standard enemies. <laughs> yes, yes, including <laughs> the first boss. But yeah, we'll talk about it. But yeah, yeah, right? Um, but from a different perspective. <laughs> I did like that. Um, and, and there's a lot of places where they take the same area, but from a different perspective, and I thought it was great. Um, and so, yeah, I did like that. I also loved when you get the ability to... Um, lift stuff as a small person not lift stuff but uh, move stuff as a small person you're moving whole bookshelves as like a little minish I thought that always looked funny and, and stuff like that so um, but yeah lots to like there there was a couple of annoying points where it's like well it depends on which of the multiple doors into this house you use to get to certain areas and stuff but I get why they did that you know that's yeah. just they're having fun with it um but, uh, and you do like, especially as a Minish or Minish size, uh, you do, you know, see more parts of the, uh, the town in different ways. Like, especially the fountain and do you remember the cat maze where the cats keep batting? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. So that was pretty good. Um, it's funny how the cats hate you, but the dogs like you. I wonder what that, what does that yeah. say about the developers? <laughs> yes, very much so. Very much so. Cause there's a dog who's like, you know, he won't get out of your way. And then when you're minish, he's like, you can talk to animals then. He goes, Oh, yeah. I'll get out that, your way, buddy. Was that ever explained why you could do that? <laughs> uh, yes. I think it's in one of the early ones when you talk oh, to the village elder and the minish thing, he's like, we can talk to animals, you know, like it's just one of those things. All right. Um, yeah. But uh, and then there's the other dog, that poor dog who's like, my master doesn't feed me. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. And then you go feed him. Uh, that's, how you, that's how you feed the keystones of the animals as well. Is yeah. you, when you're <laughs> of all things. Yeah, you confuse keystones with animals as a minish, uh, so or minish size. So that was kind of cool. I think you do actually become minish uh, 
Like you take on their attributes. So anyway, mm. um, they're elves. They're the Keebler elves. That's all they are. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, but uh, but yeah. So anything more about uh, the Keebler elves before we uh, tackle the dungeons? No, I think that's about our first vowel, really. Maybe we can get into it. Get to the dungeons. All right. So there's four. Well, there's there might be more than four. Sort dungeons. of six. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. Uh, I mean, there's four kind of like there's four elements you need to collect basically. And then there's two uh, dungeons around. Uh, them, yeah. I, I love how they extend one of the dungeons where this is sort of a, this is skipping ahead a bit where one of one of them is that oh no this this element is not here. <laughs> yes, that's right. The, the the fake out. Yeah, for the the third elemental. Um. So the first one you're going for is the Earth Element, which is found in Deepwood Shrine. So, um, and I think you're Minish when you go into it, right? Yeah, yeah, this is a Minish one. Yeah. This one. Okay. So, uh, but once you get into the dungeon, it, it it won't matter too much because you're just there. But, mm. um, and in this dungeon, isn't this the dungeon where you get the vacuum? You get the gust jar, which yeah, kind of acts like the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. And, uh, and, and they like this mechanic. They, they bring this guy back all the way into the final boss encounter and stuff like that. But yeah, you get the gust jar and, uh, it allows you to, well, first fight the, the final boss in this area, um, (laughs) who is, uh, let's let's you clear the dust out. (laughs) Let's clear the dust out. Let's clear the cobwebs. So you don't rebound off of, uh, this stuns enemies as well in the first dungeon. So yep. it does like the ones that little flower things, um, and there's a bit where you're on like the lily pad, so you can use it to kind of like maneuver yourself through the water. It's like a jet pack. Uh, <laughs> so that's many uses, many uses for a for a Zelda item. Yes, yes, very much so. So, uh, um, and I'm trying to remember in this first dungeon there is a part where you got to come back with the flippers. I think maybe. Well, it's how you get one of the heart containers or something. So you yeah, do, probably, yeah. You do learn yeah. in this first dungeon. Um, so there's three major items you collect in every dungeon. There's the map, there's the yep. compass, and the compass just tells you where all of the treasure chests are and hidden items. And then there's the big key, which opens the boss room. And then you do collect small keys along the way, which are how you open locked doors. Pretty standard fare for a, a Zelda game. Um, but you learn in this first dungeon, there are two treasure chests you just can't get yet. Um, mm. And they want you to come back to it. And to be clear, I never really came back to any of the dungeons and got the treasure chests. So I'm gl- guessing it's just heart containers because I did have a full screen, right? I had every item when I, vi- when I finished the game. So I'm guessing it's just heart containers or rupees or, you know, you never know what's in those things <laughs> sometimes, mm. but, um, but yeah. Um, and it, this is a pretty straightforward dungeon. You're just kind of moving yourself around. Um, it, it's fun. You're playing around with it, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a barrel mechanic and you can get, you can get stuck uh, not being able to go <laughs> to certain areas uh, if you turn the barrel in a certain way and then and then leave through certain things, but it doesn't stop you from getting to the exit. And there are portals that will take you back to the front. Uh, or sorry, yeah, it doesn't stop you get. getting to the final boss. And there are portals that'll get you to the dungeon. It just stops you from getting to certain treasure chests and stuff like that. So, mm. um, you know, I don't want to talk about the dungeons in in too high a detail other than certain item, things that happen. But for this one, the, the only real notable thing is the boss to me. Well, there, there's one other notable thing I quite liked. Okay. I like the big barrel in the center. Yes. Um, the, where, cause that felt 
like like graphically it, it felt almost quite super nintendo i guess mode 70 oh, yeah. i guess oh yeah with the um yeah you, yeah there's basically this, this barrel you have to remember you're little in this so it's like a standard or barrel but you you can kind of walk on the walls to change the sort of the exit points basically so it's kind of cool that mechanic so you're seeing it rolling around um Fun, fun fact is i think i mentioned this before is that um, my this is this is a bit of old jam law from his from his past but that this um this game is actually linked to a ex-relationship of mine back in the day <laughs> so because mm. so I, I, I did actually have an original copy of minish cap um but as you do i, I picked up from like a blockbuster remember blockbuster kids remember that that place yeah. <laughs> before that went out of business if you haven't so, see captain marvel <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I remember they were selling like that. They're getting rid of like their old ex rental stock, and for some reason they were selling a, a car only copy of uh, Minish Cap. So I got it, and I got it from my from my ex girlfriend at the time, and she played it. And I remember watching her play through this entire dungeon and just getting ridiculously stuck at the barrel bit. Um, and it's just <laughs> it brought back lots of memories. Yeah, you this can. dungeon, yeah, you really can. Mm. If you're not I like the Zelda wall, as I like to call it, you know, where you just you try everything and you're just thinking, oh, for God's sake, and it's something so simple that's right in front of you to get through it. You know, as you bring that up, we should point out there's there's not much to say, but yeah, there are a lot of areas in both the overworld and the dungeons where you're supposed to bomb a wall and you're like, how the hell yeah. was I supposed to know that? That wasn't clear. Yeah, it really, really so, wasn't clear. I don't know <laughs> where we can really... I don't want to get too specific just because I don't think it comes up enough. But the, yeah, there were plenty of places where I was like, wow. I was well, the mountain pass was the one where they, they did it loads. I love that bit in the mountain pass where it is, this is what made me laugh the most is that you're supposed to bomb these hidden entrances. And then when you're pretty much up the mountain, there's a guy in a cave that says to you, hey, I've got a really good tip for you. Don't forget to bomb all the walls after yeah. you've literally gone through it all it's just like what? yeah that's a good point and uh and and here's the best advice i can give you obviously there's places that are obvious with like crumbles on them or yeah, something like yeah. that but for all the non-obvious places if you're ever anywhere and there's two things with a gap in between them whether it's two enemies two pots two bushes and there's a gap in between them with a wall bomb it it's probably an entrance to something that's that's the the rule of thumb but anyway um but yeah so the the barrel was cool and then you get to your final boss which is uh, just a large clue clue which are um those gummy they kind of come out of the ground those gummy green they they have all different shapes and colors though and do different things as the game goes on but anyway there's a big one and he just kind of pops down into uh into the area and you've got to fight him so, um, and we can yeah. talk about how you, you fight him. It's a pretty basic, uh, pattern, but, uh, Gus <laughs> Just yeah, you suck him up until he falls over and then you beat him. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. But he has the ability to move around while you're trying to suck him up with the gust jar mm. that makes it hard to kind of avoid him. Yeah. We haven't even talked about the role. I'm sorry. There's a role in this game. Oh yeah. That's a Link huge thing. Yeah. Full blown just <laughs> leap roll. And that's very useful dodge mechanic that you have from the beginning. Um, and you move faster and stuff like that. But it doesn't work while you're using the gust jar if this guy comes at you. You know, you got to stop using the gust jar and then leap roll out of the way. And that becomes a problem. So I wouldn't say a problem. That's just one of the frustrating parts where it's like, okay, I guess I just get hit because uh, I can't plan for it. Uh, but you only have three hearts at this point, or at least I did. And so it's pretty, you know, you got to be a little careful. 
I'm pretty sure it's like health items dotted around this. Um, there, are, there are four jars in the room. Yeah. And if you hit them, you get a heart. So um, there is that. Uh, but he, he wasn't hard. I didn't die on him, but it was just one of those things. Mm. Um, and then when you beat him, you get the earth elemental and you get a heart container. Yay. Yay. And you think <laughs> you know how this game's going to go. And you're not right, uh, as we've already discussed. But, Or at least I thought I know how th- knew how this was going to go. And I was not right. So... That's what I was kind of saying. This is a bit like um, Wind Waker because Wind Waker does the whole like not many dungeons, so you don't really get many heart containers from doing dungeons. You got to go and collect those damn heart shards everywhere. <laughs> so. Okay, well I'll keep that in mind, and I probably won't go back to because uh, I need to take a breather before going back to Link's Awakening, and I'll probably oh, yeah. be Link's Awakening sometime this year. So it does look like it'll be 2020 before I touch Wind Waker. <laughs> um, but I will, I will do it because I want to do that, and I've only played like the first like 10 hours of. Uh, um, of uh, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess, yeah. <laughs> and I did get the HD version of Twilight Princess, so yep. I should probably go through that. I've been looking at my Wii U collection, and I've been trying to knock out some of the games I, I didn't get through. So, anyway. Uh, but, you know, like everybody else, I have an endless sea of, um, of to-dos uh, in my, in my mm-hmm. pile of shame. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, so, then the second... Uh, Dungeon, which I did almost immediately, um, is uh, the Cave of Flames. So this yep. is the second dungeon, and it's got uh, flames in it. Um, fire theme, uh, and I don't know. Do you want to you want to take this one away, sure. Jim? Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's found on the mountain, so that's where you yep. go. You kind of do... traverse the mountain, and um, yeah, basically you give your broken sword to uh, like the minish dude there, and he tells you, "Oh, why don't you go keep yourself busy and go in that dungeon over there, kid?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is great. I forgot that's how how it all comes to pass. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, which is that that was elder trope there. But yeah, so yeah, uh, the the main item in this one, which is. I know, it seems weird, but this item was pretty pointless, I thought, which is the wand, which just flips things flip over, over, basically. One. Actually, they yep. find a lot of ways to use it, but I didn't yeah, find Yeah, I know, it. but yeah. Yeah, usually I'm like, I've thought of everything. Oh, the damn wand. This might be what I need to use it for. The good news is you really only use it for, like, very few things. In this dungeon, you use it a little bit more, but after this, well, yeah. yeah, after this, you, you use it basically to flip over pots and to... Uh, uh, put them in divots so that you can spring up to the upper level. <laughs> That's yep. about all it's used for. <laughs> so, um, so notable things about the cave of flames. It's a very kind of puzzly dungeon. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? Yeah. You're moving around a lot. There's lots of, uh, you know, there, there's early minecart stuff. It's real temple of doom shit going on here. Um, Lots of fire. I hate the way Link acts with fire. It, it makes sense. Yeah, oh, God, he goes around. crazy, doesn't he? he just, <laughs> this is another harken back to Mario. The ha, 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 ha. He just kind of runs around with his butt on fire, you know, kind of thing. He does not do that horrible laughing that I just did, which sounds like, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse being tortured. Um, but, uh, uh, and and again, the thing I do remember was using um, the the flip cane or whatever, the flip rod, um, on near the end of the the dungeon, on um, those lava pillars that have like um, basically like mountains or little hills growing out of them, and you flip them over so that they become something you can stand on. But they're only flipped over for a little bit before they sink into the lava. So there's a little bit of a timing mechanic going. It wasn't too bad. It looked bad at first, and it wasn't too bad. But like is the case with a lot of things in this uh, particular game, 
if you screw up at any time while crossing that lava, you go all the way back to the beginning and you have to redo the whole sequence. Um, mm. So, which gets sucky in the uh, the fourth uh, dungeon, the ice dungeon. But we'll get there. Um, but uh, anything that comes to mind other than the that you want to talk about with this dungeon before we talk yeah, about that- the boss. I don't know if they introduced this earlier in the game. They did the whole, you know, where Ezlo kind of acts like your little. Um, I did do earlier because I did have a bottom mountain. You know, you can you can hover on um, those little whirlwind things, so you can float about. Yes, yes, that's true. Where yeah, Link can kind of float. You definitely do that uh, a decent amount in the overworld, and so it's good that they teach you this early on here uh, because you do have to kind of keep track of your directions, and this will become very relevant in the uh, the final elemental dungeon, the air elemental dungeon. So. But uh, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, then, and then the boss obviously is just this kind of like yeah, like lava dragon guy, isn't it? Um, yeah. Here I've got the uh, I've got the the walkthrough pulled up so we can talk about what his his name is. Uh, Glee Rock. Glee Rock. That's that his sounds name. Fascinating. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I am Glee Rock. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically like uh, you know in Castlevania those big bony things that are in the side of the wall that shoot fireballs at you. Mm-hmm. It was originally a Glee Rock, and yeah. it's, oh, it's yeah, since yeah, yeah, died and gone to bones. Uh, so he's got like a hard shell in the middle of lava, and you can only kind of go on the outskirts, and he's affecting you on the outskirts. So um, and I'm trying to remember. What you do to get him to kind of fall down? It's uh, it's pretty straightforward. You um from the, from the beginning you have to flip his like shell over with the wand, and then that mm-hmm. flips over. Then I, I think I think that causes his like his face. Yeah, you know, his, his I think I think you have to hit. No, yes, his Here face. we go. Here we go. I'll I'll look at it. Uh, the battle begins with him shooting fireballs. Just keep moving <laughs> around to dodge them. And then when you have a clear shot, you use the cane Apache to flip him over. Um, yeah. And then you run up to him and slash away with your with That's, your Well, it's that easy, is it? <laughs> I, I thought that's something else to it. Well, well, then there's a second phase where uh, he shoots yeah. a continuous wave of fire. And, and the lava um, kind of rises up as well, I believe. <laughs> rise. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and then, uh, and then yeah, you do it again. You basically just yep. can't apache him again and then... He's not very, he's quite unremarkable. This boss is quite straightforward. Very much so. Very much so. Um, but at the end of it, you get the flame elemental, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess, is Winds really next? Oh, no, it's the fake one, right? Uh, oh, yeah, no, well, it's not, it's not, it's set, you think it's the wind one, you know, but it's... Yeah, so you're, yeah, once you get through that, you'll do some side quest stuff, a lot of side quest stuff, depending on what, and if you go through a guide... You'll probably do even more of that. And then you end up, end up in uh, Caster Wilds, um, which is kind of uh, the swamp area. And when you, go south, uh, when you go south of there, you end up in the Wind Ruins, uh, going after the Wind Elemental. Um, and I'm trying to remember this dungeon. I'm trying to remember if there's a whole lot going on in this dungeon. It's got a lot of levels. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to do but it's kind of like a puzzle dungeon again you're going in and out of places you're turning small but once you get it all done with um it's a pretty straightforward walk <laughs> if you ever come back to the wind ruins um 
the build up to the wind ruins was quite interesting because that's where you know you had to go into those like statues you had to turn minish and go into them and then yes. you, know, you actually like, turn them on turn or them off on. Depend, yeah, so they, depending on what the situation the so that's kind of cool yeah yeah and then you you can fight them um another thing is uh you get to a point where um you get the bow and arrow and you uh are able to which by the way, like yeah, I it took me a while to get to bow and arrow status. You get to a point where <laughs> yeah. you can't go anymore and you're in Caster Wilds and you're like, How do I do this? And so I looked up how to find the bow and arrow, so this was something I, I missed along the way. Um but the ruins themselves is just a lot of puzzle solving. Like, I, I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about there. You turn big, you turn small, you kind of move stuff around, there are gaps. Wasn't, there's, wasn't this the dungeon where the, it was the mole mitts one where you get you get those here? The mole mitts, yep, this is where you get Yeah, because this is that bullshit dungeon where I have no idea where they work. Yep, yep, <laughs> it's a bullshit dungeon, you get stuck. There are blue hands that will pull you to the front, which are... Which are carryovers from the original Legend of Zelda, but uh, to see them show up again, they kind of fill you with fear. Um... The one thing I do like is that a boss that's basically from Mario 64 is the final boss. Um, yeah, that's funny, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, his name is Mazal, but he's got like a uh, Aztec or Mayan head. Yeah, they, they do a little flip of it, though, don't they? They, kind of, they do add a little bit to this, where, they, where they, you have to go small yeah. and go into it. <laughs> yeah, so basically you, you're fighting him when you're small, and you've got the bow and arrow, and he's got the... Uh, instead of eyes, he's got a little thing on his hands, and you, you shoot those, and then you eventually... Uh, can destroy each hand, but in order to do so, you got to climb in there and, and destroy them. Um, and then you, I think you climb, do you climb into his head at the end? I'm trying to remember. Well, you, well, you stun the hands. You do the hands That's first. That's right, you stun the hands, then you climb into you his in head, the head, and then you yeah. attack the eyes. You yeah, have to have there three are, times. Like, eyes That's... on pillars and stuff. But yeah, you mm-hmm. do like three rounds of this, and you destroy it. You get your heart container, but you do not get um, the elemental. And you have a lot of... This is where the game kind of forces you to do overworld stuff. Because you have to find and create the Pegasus Boots, which is a pretty lengthy fetch quest. Yep. It is, um, yeah. That's, that's crazy, that one. <gasps> so. Is this the one that involves the library? or No, I don't think this is. Um, the Pegasus Boots, you're just going back and forth between Minish Town. Um, yeah, it is, they- though. I think, I think that's quite soon. Yeah, this would no, it would have been the library bit because you remember that's where you got to go to Lake Highly. You need to get the the the, the, the flippers and stuff. So, right. And so, what you do basically in the overworld in between this is you, and this is where you get a lot of stuff done. You get the Pegasus boots, which allow you to run, which gets you through a lot of areas. Um, you do go and turn in the elementals, and so you get to be able to clone Link, which. Um, Maybe we should just talk about it now. You spend most of your time just being able to make one clone of Link. Obviously, once you get the third elemental, you can Mm. make two clones. And that allows you to open up some side stuff for the most part and get through that dungeon. And then you eventually get the three versions of Link uh, once you have everything assembled. But it's always just puzzles, and I think it's just... I found it kind of annoying because anytime you touch a wall or do anything, the the clone will disappear and they start getting really creative with it later on and kind of complicated. Or like mm. you got to hit like glass balls, you know, at the same time um, to like trigger stuff or you each step on a pedal at the same time to trigger stuff. And so, like I said, it gets a little annoying to me um, as, as, as time goes on. And uh, by the time you get to, you know, by the time Hyrule Castle's been transformed into the Bad Castle, I really got 
annoyed, I think is the best word for it, with uh, trying to do some of those, uh, you know, with four links trying to move around and not get touched. Is it so sensitive? Yeah, bloody annoying and it's timed <laughs> so again it's it's fine it was just a mechanic i didn't like engaging with too much uh the good news is it's very straightforward when you have to um mm. like they use it more in later dungeons but you just always know when you have to do it um so but uh but yeah yeah and you do get the flippers so you're able to swim now which opens up a lot of side questy stuff you can go do a lot of stuff there um but eventually you will have everything you need and you can go do um, the Fortress of Winds, which is actually found... Um, I think this is the one that's up above everything, right? Because you have to kind of like fight your way through it. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. No, wait. The Fortress of Winds is what we already talked about. <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. Uh... No, no. Actually, I was right. I was right. I was about to say, I we were right. To do the Fortress of Winds. Okay, my mistake. Um, well, and maybe this was where you fought Mazal and you do get the wind. You do get the... Uh, you, oh, you get the Ocarina. That's what it is. We get the Ocarina right back at the... Uh, the that allows you to do the fast traveling. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, and then when you go back to it because over here it's saying the temple of droplets is where you get no, that's where you get the fourth one right that's where you get, no, the, well, where you get the third one no this well, is where you, you, get the you do the you do the fourth one first so you go you go get the that makes sense so you go to that ice one first before you go to the other wind dungeon okay right okay so so sorry about all this basically hey, right. like <laughs> you said you end up at lake hylia and you have to do yeah. the temple of droplets which is actually an ice yeah. Um, thing. So I didn't like I didn't like the sliding mechanic. I I dig how ice works. I get it, but I just didn't like the sliding <laughs> mechanic. I didn't like there were a lot of narrow areas where if an enemy hits you into the gap, you had to restart the whole screen and navigate those fine points a lot. Um, you could slide very easily. You could lose stuff very easily. And some of those ice pushing puzzles was just bullshit. Yeah, that, that's one there. Because you get the boss key really early in this one, I remember. You do. Really early. Do. So. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the first things you get. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. This will be a short dungeon. Nope, nope, nope. not at all. <laughs> not at all. This will be Sorry. a long one. So. But there is one where you've got to push. Uh, you're, you're basically, you have this one stint where you're on the lily pad. And you're pushing your way through. And you get stuck by walls and you have to do certain ice pushing puzzles. And one of them is like, there's like six ice blocks or something and a switch. And you keep trying to figure out how you can make it work on this switch. And it's actually very easy. You just, there's one in the like northeast corner. And you just have to push it in a tour around all the other blocks. But I did not figure that out. Did you? I no. <laughs> I spent I was so, I was so literally close. forty-five I was so minutes trying to figure out how to move all of them in a certain area to you get a line going, and then yeah. it touches the the switch, and I couldn't figure it out. Then I looked it up, and I said, "Oh, that's fucking bullshit." <laughs> yeah. So I remember that uh, not enjoying it. Um, and uh, is this the part? I don't think you have can't remember if you get the yes in this one you also get the lantern 
Yes, there's the light, yeah. dark, dark areas and lighting things up, which I thought it was okay, but it was just a little, again, it was just like, okay, nope. did I really need this? It melts Use stuff. it for some puzzles and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can burn stuff. You can light mummies on fire. I did you can. That. That's pretty cool, actually, yeah. And they become skeletons, which is perfect and makes perfect sense, so. I, I um, used it to burn, like, bushes and stuff, because it's quite good for that sort of stuff, rather than nice. cutting it with your sword. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about that? <laughs> no, no, you're good. Um, but was there anything? I mean, obviously that puzzle bugged me. Was there anything that came to mind that bugged you, or that uh, stood out to you? Actually, is probably the better question to ask. No, that, that that was the main sort of puzzle bit. The the main thing that stood out was that you can kind of see the boss from the beginning of this um, section mm-hmm. when she goes like this like, million holes frozen. You know, you know there's a bo- you, know, you know the boss fight's going to go down eventually. It's a little frozen regular enemy. She was always always that an yeah, Octo tech something. Tight? Yeah, yeah. It's those things from the very first game that shoot rocks at you. So <laughs> let me check. I think it is called the tech type, but. Anyway, so I kind of like that. Octorok, like duh. Uh, there you go, Octorok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the big Octorok. Although he's kind of in a, he's he's kind of got some mechanics to him that you gotta you gotta get down. So, but yeah, you eventually work. I did like how you're always opening floors and stuff to let sunlight in, which like melts stuff, and like those were cool little mechanics in my opinion. Um, throughout the dungeon, but. Again, this was a still a pretty straightforward dungeon. Yeah. Like, like annoying puzzles aside. Um, but you do eventually take on the Octorok. And uh, this is kind of a two-part, two-phase boss battle, but you do the same thing over and over again. Um, what did you think of... Uh, I could not figure out that the first thing I was supposed to do was hit a rock back into its mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was just blocking it with the shield. I got, I got, I got lucky with that because I was just, I just, I guess I just happened to be swishing my sword. So that's a big Zelda trope, generally, isn't it? The whole like you shoot something back at the enemy at some point in the game. <laughs> so. Yeah, I just thought there was a different way to do it. I think I tried to suck it in the vacuum. I tried to do various things. I couldn't figure out how to do it. Yeah. Um, the other thing we should point out, and this definitely becomes more relevant in the last boss, is when you shoot stuff back at people, they've added like a physics mechanic to it, and so. It would do a lot of things where, like, if you slashed from a diff- from a certain angle, it wouldn't go back at him, uh, which mm. I found uh, kind of annoying. Um, and when you're trying to do four links and shooting a laser beam back at an eyeball, four of them, in fact, and they're like, oh, you got three of them, but the fourth one went kind of a little ajar because you were moved over a little like that was like, oh, are you serious? Um, so this is my first hint of that. The other thing was once you knock the... Uh, rock back into his mouth you got to run around with the lantern and light his butt on fire um and that i with the ice and stuff i I was having a hard time finally getting around to him um i don't know again it wasn't hard it just took me a little longer than i would have liked to beat this boss how about you no i I didn't mind him too much i thought it was all right it did drag a bit i guess yeah Um, 
Um, I just wasn't very good at it. I don't think there was anything wrong with the mechanics or anything like that. I just wasn't very good at fighting this guy. <laughs> but you eventually get through him. Again, this was at this point, I had probably like 12 hearts. Like it, I knew I wasn't going to die on him, and I had medicine and stuff like that. And I think if you have a fairy in the bottle, it'll bring you back to life if you die. I had a fairy in the bottle just in case, but they don't they don't give you as much health as i expected in this game i noticed they, they seem to be a bit frivolous with the, with the, the, the fairy life a bit like say like i compared to all career time a lot whereas that game they get they're quite generous with their oh, fairy yeah, health it used to like fill up your hearts and stuff yeah in this, pretty one, much, yeah. in this one it's just a partial amount of hearts like maybe six or eight like yeah you mm. don't get a whole lot uh from the fairy health um Oh, and if you just collect a fairy, I think it's only like three hearts. I'm talking about when the fairy bottle takes care of you, but, uh, mm. but yeah. Um, but eventually you do get the uh, water elemental and, and of course, a heart container for your, for your troubles. <laughs> course, yeah. And then it's time to do the final hunt for the real Palace of Winds. Um, mm. And I'm trying to remember if you did a whole lot. There was a whole lot you could do. Because you b go back and fuse the elementals, then you can get three, and then it was, you could do a lot of stuff, collect a bunch of things. Um, oh, and then you have to go to the graveyard. Do you remember the graveyard? Yeah, oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember the graveyard. That, that felt a bit wasted, I thought. It was too, over too quickly. <laughs> it was over too quickly, I agree with you. And it was... Um, <laughs> some of the stuff you had to do there was like really and then they found really weird ways like you get done and you're always trying to like because there is a ghost in town and so you're always trying to figure out mm. how to move that ghost and you meet a new ghost that's like oh yeah my brother's like wow, in my your brother's town. There, yeah <laughs> and you can't do anything and then when you get a little further on you can then um go back and fuse keystones uh i think it's yep, even yeah. after this after the wind dungeon and then he'll move out of the way. And all you get for your troubles, you get up onto the roof with a chicken. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, but yeah, like I uh, I I just remember getting to the graveyard and being like, oh, they wasted this a little bit. But the graveyard guy from uh, from Ocarina's there, from Ocarina Time. <laughs> yep. And of course, I was. You infuse keystones with him and get like a, a heart container piece and stuff like that. Um, and you do get like a little mini dungeon with the royal crypt, mm -hmm. so it's it's over quick though, and it's very straightforward. But anyway, um, and then I'm trying to remember. I think you get the thing that allows you to jump before going to the cloud tops. You go on this like journey where you climb higher and higher into the clouds, and it's kind of like a little puzzle area. It's kind of like what you did with the wind. Um, south of the swamp also and you do a little bit of a puzzle stuff till you actually get to the dungeon proper um, oh right and there's that weird teleporting thing that takes you to that sick kid uh, in the overworld like earlier mm. in the game like you can see it earlier in the game if you found it and then you realize that these are these people in these cloud tops and you kind of meet the whole family that lives in that four story house and you eventually get all the way up to um to the wind temple itself and that's way up in the clouds and this is where you get the uh, ability to jump i think you find that early into this dungeon that allows you to jump and or float 
Um, and they have some fun with this mechanics. This is definitely the house that Mega Man built, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and if Fune lets that show. But it was just cool to have the jumping mechanic. You also had it Link's, uh, Advent- or in Link's Awakening, I remember that. Um, but just to have a jumping mechanic for Link was kind of cool. And they do some Super Nintendo throwbacks with like the cages that Mario's on. You kind of jump in between those. And there are some uh, fans that you jump on and you use their, their gusts of wind to kind of propel you forward. So um, what did you think of this dungeon? This one I found somewhat irritating because there's quite a, sort of a lot of levels to it. So, yeah, it's huge. Um, yeah. It's a bit hard to follow. Yeah, and you uh, and, and you just basically find yourselves in the four corners getting certain things. And there's a lot of boss endurance battles in this one, like lots of knights who are hanging out in certain areas. Do you remember that where you get to this one spot and it's like, oh, okay, well, in these four rooms, we're going to add a bunch of knights you can fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, those knights particularly, I was you like, uh, bugger off. <laughs> With those, I just, I've, I always just jumped over them and then just tried to hit their backs. But uh, Yeah, I tried to do the thing with the Pegasus boots where you, know, you go on the wall rebound off the wall and sort of somewhat tricks them. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Cool. Yes, that's it. I never tried it. The Metroid jump, basically? Yeah, basically. Yeah, the Jackie Chan. Uh, (laughs) But you get all the way through this wind tunnel and then you get to the boss. And um, this was interesting because the boss is actually uh, in the air creatures. Oh, sorry. Before we talk about it, though, was there anything you wanted to mention about the dungeon other than that? Nah, not really. I think obvious. Pretty, pretty ooh, I think computer did something. <laughs> it's pretty, Uh-oh. pretty un- unremarkable. So. Yeah, you get to the end and basically Link takes some magic mushrooms and boom, <laughs> he does uh, it. And then boom, uh, he you find yourself up on uh, you find yourself up on the um, on a a flying manta ray. <laughs> where, yeah, which is interesting. And you're on a blue one, and then you jump to red ones, and there's lots of eyeball slashing and. Don't fall. I, I never... If you fall, do you just end up back on the raise back, blinking, and yeah. take some damage? Okay, I fell. Yeah, I fell plenty. <laughs> okay. Um, and then you eventually get to a point where, yeah, you're just... Uh, you're fighting whole rows of eyeballs with um, all your Link clones. <laughs> and it's a lot of that stuff. This this will come up again. Um, but once you eventually destroy the ray... I like how... I thought it was going to crash, but it doesn't. It just kind of dies in the middle of the air. And you get... Uh, you somehow land safely. <laughs> yeah, you get your... Well, yeah, you land safely um, to where you can, like, walk up to an altar. And that's where you get the... Uh, that's where you get the era... Uh, the Finally, era, you get the, the, the wind thing. The wind elemental. And now you have all four elementals. And so you kind of have a choice. You can either... Um, mess around, yeah. Yeah, you can mess around and, and wrap things up. They don't really tell you, though, I don't think. But you kind of know, right? You've got all four elements. And I think um, Enzo is just like, all right, it's time to go fuse them together at Hyrule Castle. Um, and uh, and so you kind of know. So I, I kind of cleaned up loose ends. Uh, did a couple of things, but not too, too much. If you're following a walkthrough, there's a shit ton of things they want you to do. Um, and then... Uh, and then when you're ready, it's time to it's go head over to the elemental thing. You have to sneak into the castle, which you had to do with the third elemental as well. A mm. um, little bit of sneaking mechanics. I was surprised with how much you can get away with in uh, old school isometric Zelda <laughs> when you're sneaking past people, guards. But if the guards see you, you have to try the whole puzzle again. You go in the back way. You fuse you everything. Yep. 
And you, uh, and you, once you fuse everything, um, I forget if the castle just changes or if you see that boss like Lillian or Lucian or whoever it is beforehand. But one way or the other, when you leave that area, you can kind of just tell it's Dark Hyrule Castle. Mm. Um, and there is a awful lot to this. Dark Hyrule Castle is bigger than it seems. Always <laughs> <laughs> is, yeah. And um, there's a it's it's pretty linear though, if I if I may. That's fairly straightforward to navigate. You just basically have to go to every single room. But the good news is you've got all the items at this point, so. Yeah you know in any given room there's a way to get around it. But this is where some of the annoyingness uh, that I didn't like in the game came out a lot. You're fighting a lot of knights. There's lots of, like I said, endurance runs against enemies. Um, You are doing lots of, uh, oh, can you get to these four corners and slash all of them with your four links? And it's a puzzle to figure out because you're given like nine different pads you can create clones on so are you doing the right one and then of course there's the whole turn blue blocks into red blocks puzzles of course you only yeah. step on each block <laughs> once in order to transform it so you've got to walk to each one and slowly transform the whole thing so that your final block is the end of it and it opens the door um but they're i, I kind of dug those i enjoy they those. Were, no yeah i didn't find them annoying they're just um they're just uh Detail-oriented, I guess, is the best way mm. to put it. Um, and then you finally get to the the end. It's Vati is the, the last yeah. boss. So you finally get to the end to Vati. You have to fight some knights uh, before Yeah, you got, it's like a gauntlet it. first. Yeah, so fight if you fair. So there's like a little count. There's like a fake out countdown thing going on, which is not really real. It's just for, to build tension. Right, <laughs> and when you get to the end, there's Vati. So, um and he's got a couple of forms. So his uh, his first form is Vati just turned into from like, looks small and childish like Link and then becomes an evil, wicked sorcerer. <laughs> and he's got yep. eyes around him and you just destroy the eyes and then you have uh, his cloak opens up and you can either slash or shoot arrows at it um, to injure him. And uh, occasionally he will put little... Uh, cups over the eyes and have them shoot laser beams and you just gotta knock the cups off and then kill the eyes uh but yeah and then um once you hit him enough times he'll take on his second and in my opinion more annoying form as mm-hmm. the big eye surrounded by blue things <laughs> blue sphere <laughs> and I forgot, you hit these with arrows, right? And then they either... Yeah, you hit them with arrows first. You have to find the ones that are open. So there's eight yeah. choices, basically. And you have to then you have to use the goddamn... Yeah, the, the, the four the swords right thing. pattern of the yeah. four clones and make sure he doesn't bump into you because he can yeah. knock out your clones. That, that's where the issue is. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a bad boss mechanic. Because um, he throws stuff on the floor as well. And it's... Uh, there's it's, just lots of ways your guys can get taken out too soon um it's not hard it's just silly (laughs) yeah i think that's that's the best way i can talk about all of the vati battles not hard but silly um (laughs) does a decent amount of damage though so like i had two red medicines so i was doing okay and you know what is interesting jam they're very giving of health uh not for the vati battles there's almost no health but um, if you've got bottles, you're good, but they give out a ton of health in that dungeon. Like you're always, like I always was fluctuating between having, like, I think I even got to the part where I was beeping, 
because uh, I was down below three hearts, and then I managed to get all of my hearts back before the final endurance rush and stuff like that. So they were kind of giving with hearts in this level, um, where there were lots of places you could backtrack to to get them. But anyway, so I remember finally f- defeating Vati after oh, it was probably 20 minutes of fighting this, this final <laughs> yeah. phase. And I was like, yes, finally. And you get to Zelda and you do... Oh, by the way, the stone guys. When you first enter Hyrule Castle, you got to move some guards that have turned to stone. And then the same thing with Zelda, but you know how to do it now. I didn't know you had to charge up your sword and shoot a beam at them in order to get them out of stone. And maybe they told you somewhere in the game, but I must have missed it. Um Oh yeah, you get you get that kind of just before you enter it. Yeah, because you have to remember you have to uh, save the king. Mm-hmm. He's prison imprisoned. Well, he has turned to stone as well somehow. Of course he was. <laughs> so, right, but you've already figured out how to to do it at that point. It's with yeah. with the guards beforehand. Because yeah, because in the in the plot, Vati disguises himself as the king and locks the real king in the dungeon. So, um, but uh, but yeah, so. You let Zelda out and everything seems fine, but then you go to leave Hyrule Castle and there's this rush of like, oh my God, will you get to the end? You know, this and that. And um, you get to the end and you go to do everything and then Vati reveals himself to not be dead yet. Nope. <gasps> Shock horror. And, yeah, and, then, and then you fight him and this is interesting because it's like he's got... It's the big eye with like a cool new hat on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's little eyes in front of him. And then there are arms. There's big um, purplish arms that go into the ground and pop up. And the moment they popped up, just because it's, it's happened before, I was like, oh, okay. I need the rod to flip them over and then yeah. shrink down, climb into them and slash them. And you have to find the, the red-eyed one, which was weird. So I'm curious on the Game Boy Advance how this looks because – even on my big screen, it was hard to tell which one was the red eye. Yeah, was that it easier was, to was, tell? It, unfortunately, I played it on the Wii U first, so I kind of knew already what I was getting okay. for. But yeah, but when you looked at it on the G, the GPA, or especially like I was playing on the Game Boy Micro, you oh god, it's okay. just. <laughs> I thought so, and you're you're only given a limited time. If you don't destroy yeah, the right exactly. one in that time, and I think they keep respawning, um, then you have to do it over again. But uh, anyway, eventually you take out both of his arms, and then his eyeballs. Uh, Mm -hmm. start shooting lasers at you. But this is one of those things that annoys me. So it does a weird pattern where it sweeps down at you. So you can't have your clones in play there because you got to be able to dodge. But then it shoots like boulders at you or something. Or no, it shoots uh, random blasts, just random sparks in every direction. And then it shoots the four sparks out of the eyes. And so you got to have your timing down where even if you've completely upgraded your charge so that you can make clones really fast, you got to have your timing down because they not only have to be in front of the eyes to shoot the sparks back, but like I said, you have to be in just the right position. Like you got to get the angling very perfect to destroy all four eyes at once. And if you don't, it doesn't make Vati vulnerable. And that, Mm. I don't know. I struggled with it a little bit, um, especially the last one. It always seemed like one or two of the blasts didn't take out one or two of the eyes. And I was like, what the hell? Why is this not working? <laughs> um, but again, it is a game of attrition. I, I never was in danger of dying, I don't believe. He does do a decent amount of damage, but it's pretty easy to dodge it. Mm. I don't know. Did you have any thoughts? Well, 
my, my, main, my main problem was that I, when I got to this fight, because um, I, I, thought, I thought we were done. I thought we were finished. Right. So right. I had like no health left or anything like that. So I come a bit all prepared for the boss fight, as you do. So I had to, I had to go do it back and do the whole freaking thing again. But then I was, I was fine the second time around. Oh, when you <laughs> die, do you have to fight Vati for yeah, the first Yeah, you have to go back in his, all of his other forms. Yeah, and it's bloody annoying. And you have to go Cap, do that gaunt, on, yeah, the gauntlet of those enemies on. as well. Yeah. More like Cap, come on. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. But that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, I must have gotten lucky. Um, but like I said, I had the medicine, so I had one more medicine. I think I did use it, though. I think I was out of bottles. So maybe I, I take it back. Maybe it, it it is a hard battle, if only because of how much damage it does mm. when, it, when it touches you, when it hits you. But anyway, once all is said and done, you then go back with Zelda, and she kind of restores everything. She makes a wish. <laughs> yep. Makes a wish. <laughs> yep. So it's the never-ending story, um, <laughs> and uh, and then Enzo becomes a old man and and <laughs> he <out>. does. Yeah. <laughs> he gives you. Oh, he gives you the hat. That's your reward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get a real hat. Yeah, I like that. So now we know the origin of of Link's hat. <laughs> That's what this game was. That's and I ball. love because, yeah, we didn't talk about it, but when you first meet him in the game, he doesn't have a hat on, and he's got this haggard, crazy rat's nest hair. Yeah, and I fantastic. Like that, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's just a ragtag boy. Um, so I thought that was pretty good. But uh, And thus concludes the Minish Cap. Yay! Uh, very fulfilling when I was done. I really did. Uh, yeah, it. despite the fact that it probably sounds like we're really harping on this game, I really enjoyed actually what I played. I really liked it, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, this is probably why I need to get out of podcasting. I, I just remember you remember what was like annoying, but yeah, the, the good parts I didn't want to just like talk through, and so I don't know. Um, there are other groups that can probably do game clubs better than I can, but uh, um, the other thing was the credits are fantastic. Again, you yeah. get to see a lot of heavy hitters, but they have like special art. I don't know if this was like storyboarding art or what, but very cartoonish art of various things you did in the game. And I thought that was really good. Um, they got a r- really good one of Enzo. They've got one of you fighting one of those, um, one of those big, uh, you know, goopy guys that you, that, that is the first boss. They've got like a good, you know, two scale um, picture of that and things like that that are not graphics or like cartoon images. So I like that. So, um, and great closing song. So mm. that was like a good it, conclusion. Yeah. And, uh, and then it was, and then it was done. And they said, you can go back and complete stuff. And I said, no, no, I didn't. I'm done. You can get some more of those figurines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go back and get all the figurines, which, uh, probably doesn't get you much. Um, <clears throat> so with that, that is the Minish Cap. Do you have any uh, like closing thoughts or anything else you want to say about it before we we close the book on that? Well, I think I think if like if you know because th- here's the funny thing about the uh, the whole thing is that um, I didn't say this at the beginning is that I Breath of the Wild is probably like the biggest change that um, Zelda's had in recent memory. I guess um, I could be wrong in terms of like mechanics, but th- this feels much more. If, if if people were put off by Breath of the Wild, I know there are people out there that are like me. They're like, yeah, it's isn't that amazing, guys. But <laughs> it never held my attention that yeah. long. Like it was yeah. cool what it was doing, but I just don't feel this urge to go back to it, and I'm not beating it. Yeah, yeah. This, I'm, I'm famously have like I have like sixty of those dungeons that gets you either endurance or stamina or hearts or something. So I've got like really good stats, and I've never gone to any of the four dungeons. 
<laughs> Almost got, I've got all the towers done. I've got most of the map revealed. I've done a bunch of stuff, but I've never gone to the dungeons, which mm. a lot of people tell me I need to go to the dungeons because they actually help me navigate a lot of that stuff easier. But whatever. I, I probably won't go back to Breath of the Wild. I'm sorry. It's just not my speed. Yeah. Yeah. But this I is like that Skyrim more. Oh, shit. <laughs> and The Witcher more. Oh, oh God. Shit. Yeah. Anyway, but... Uh, so, uh, but sorry, what were you going to say about that? So you were like, well, so you know, this, people this are feels like this feels like home, Zelda home for me as well. So. Ah, yeah, it's a warm blanket. It's it's mm. this is the Zelda I know. Yeah, because um, yeah. I'm an old man. I can't I can't cope with change. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> so. Well, it's funny. I saw uh, something on Twitter where it was like, here are the six tables of Zelda. And they put like uh, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time in one. And they put I love like, Majora's Mask, yeah. Yeah, they put Zelda 1 and 2 in another one. Then they put like Link's Awakening and Link to the Past and Link Between Worlds in one. You know, like they're all the ones that are like one another. Mm. So um, this one was good. I, what I like about it is it is so back to form. But, you know, you probably know this about me. Um, I'm broken. My favorite Zeldas are Zelda 2 and Majora's Mask. And people think mm-hmm. that I do that to be counterculture. Uh, it's yeah, just I, say, I, I love that... Majora's Mask. My, my favorite series, um, A Link Between Worlds and Majora's Mask. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I'm not a huge Link to the Past and by proxy mm. Link Between Worlds person. I think they're probably the best games. Like, if I'm looking at it from, like, a review standpoint, they're probably the best games. They just don't connect with me quite as well. And Link's Awakening kind of falls into that same world, I think. Um, Into that same thing. Like, it's a very well-made game, but it just doesn't connect with me as much. So I really like 2 and uh, Majora's Mask, but I easily on um, home consoles, Majora's Mask is my favorite, with Zelda 2 being right behind it. On portables, I haven't played too many of them, but Minish Cap is definitely number one at this point. Uh, But I'll get around to playing through them over the next couple of years. Um, Again, I don't (laughs) want to play them back-to-back because I feel like I do get a fatigue, you know? Yeah, Um, Zelda burnout. (laughs) Yeah, so I've got to take them slow. But I'll probably wrap up Link's Awakening and then do... You know, this, uh, the uh, Wind Waker sometime early next year. And then probably uh, for the fall, you know, do like Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, or for the summer or something, you know, knock those two out. I think those That's two what I'm gonna be probably next. play back yeah. to back. But we'll see. So I started playing Seasons um, before I started Mage Cabin. I'm quite keen to get back to that, actually. So cool. We'll see. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So, but uh, good game. Good game. It, yeah. And especially if you're not, if you've played like, Link to the Past or Zelda 1 and you just want to go back to something like that, this is a easy, or even Wind Waker, this is just an easy way to just do it, right? This is yep. just a return to form. Or Ocarina, just those traditional Zeldas, this is a return to form, so it, it'll be right up your alley. So, <clears throat> All right, and with that, we close the book on this and on, for now, and probably for the foreseeable future, I hate to say, because I'm having fun just doing nothing and playing video games uh nothing at all podcast so um so jam i just want to say it was a pleasure absolutely um and we'll be in touch you and i'll still talk we'll probably just do podcasts that you don't record or maybe we'll just record them and release them i don't know um (laughs) but we'll try to make it a a point to i don't know maybe we'll play games together the one thing we've rarely done (laughs) fucking co-op but uh I'll be in touch. We we now know when we've got good schedules with one another, so maybe there's mm-hmm. a Sunday co-op session um, to be had in the near future. But, uh, you know, Resident Evil 5 just went free on Game Pass. It did. Yeah. That's Something a good one to, to play. Think about. I've, I've wanted to go back to 5. I haven't played it since it came out. 
on 360. Really? So, uh, that'd be interesting, yeah. Yeah, that might be fun. I don't know where we're going to find 20 hours, but uh, well, it's <laughs> yeah. 10 Gaming History 101, so it'll just take us like three months, but hey, why not? Um, so we'll be in touch, but uh, but yeah. Um, anything you want to talk about or things you're planning to do? Because uh, even though I'm gone, uh, I'm actually going to start blogging i think i'm gonna start just blogging for now and it's maybe funny, releasing cron cd videos so. it's funny you said about blogging because that's something i've been looking into doing again really as well uh, rekindle that like old love um there's a few things that i'm thinking of doing um i do have i've actually recorded a new screen splitters episode with me tendy uh she was really into that plague tale game so we recorded a show oh, on sweet. that already uh which i need to put out at some point i can't wait to listen i loved that game yeah, me too. Yeah, well, we we both did. Yeah, it was really, so that's so, uh, and she's a big history person as well. So there's a bit mm-hmm. of some interesting insight in there because uh, so that's that'd be fun. Um, well, and it's funny just to stay on this for a minute. It was funny because you mentioned this in your last show by yourself that you like playing games on new platforms, mm. and I got um, a Plague Tale Innocence for review code on Steam, and it's fine on the PC, but uh, it's got this is something that's unfortunately becoming very commonplace where it's not HDR on mm. PC, but it is on consoles. Uh, the same is true of that new Greedfall game that I want to play by Spiders. They've traditionally done amazing work on the PC, but Greedfall will be 4K HDR on Xbox One and PS4, which means it'll run at 30 frames a second, I'm sure. And hopefully pretty well on the Xbox One. It's probably The X is my best bet. But on PC, it will not have HDR, but that's where it'll probably run better. So I'm actually buying it on console, which I'm not too keen on, but it's because I want the HDR. And the same thing was true of Plague Tale. So once Plague Tale gets down to probably 20 or 30 bucks, which I think it's already been on sale for near that price anyway, but when I see yeah, it we got next on sale. sale yeah. yeah, when I see it next on sale on the Xbox One, I'm going to pick it up um, and play through it on Xbox One uh, because uh, that game has a lot of light and dark and HDR really benefits from it. And I, the whole time I was playing, I was like, God damn it, why... And, and so you, you got to be careful with that. And that's the only thing that might be a wrench in my uh, thorn in my side going into the new generation where with Sony saying they might put PC games on uh, or their games on PC and we know Microsoft is going to do it. I'm like, can I get away with my gaming PC, which my 2080 is already they already said is going to be stronger than the PS5 and the Xbox Scarlet. So I was like, can I get away with just being a PC gamer and not having to buy any hardware? And with this HDR split, I might not be able to. So I'll have to see. We'll have to see. Microsoft is coming a long way with Game Pass, though, and uniformity. Um, I might have to do something that most people don't want to do, which is I might have to buy Windows Store versions of games to get the HDR. But who knows? Anyway, I digress. Continue. Yeah, so, so that that that's there. Uh, yeah, I was looking into doing some blogging stuff. Uh, I was even thinking, just weirdly, I might I might actually just be boring and do some let's play stuff. Actually, but I don't know how that'll go down, but we'll see. Because um, I've got to try it. I haven't seen you do much of it, so if you want to try it, like you got to try it and just see if it's for you. Yeah. Exactly. So I thought I might give it a shot. Just uh, so I've got loads of weird um, ass like PS2 games and stuff. That I picked up a game just the other day, Fred. That um, you might find quite. I don't know if you've heard of this. Have you heard of a game called Samurai Western? Um, on PS2, I should say. Samurai Western. Samurai Western. So it's from the um, publisher of uh, Michigan... What was it called? Is it Michigan Drive to Hell or something? You know, that PS2 game, the CC... The one you, yeah. you played it once. That yeah, one. the Grasshopper Manufacturer. Yeah. yeah. So it's from Michigan, that... Michigan so, uh, Report from Hell. <laughs> that's it. Report from Hell. That's the one. Uh, so that, it's from that um, that publisher, 505, I think. So mm-hmm. And... Um, 
So, yeah, 505 did B tier stuff before now, yeah. where they're a little more known. <laughs> This is super B tier. This game Fantastic. is, well. and it's. Um, I looked it up, and I, it's kind of uncommon. It's not like expensive, particularly uncommon. It's not like rare or anything. That, that like, oh, oh, oh god, it's like I've, I've stumbled across a five hundred pound game or something. No, it's. Um, but it, I, I just played the opening. I just knew straight away. Yep, this is a game that I'm, I'm going to be into. Where it's <laughs> it's a game where you're a samurai in a western, and you can quite literally deflect bullets with your samurai sword. I'm like, yep, this is pretty good. <laughs> so I might play Hell that. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah i miss games like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i should i I, i'd I'd watch that i'd gladly watch that like i said um that that might be worthwhile so um i've got quite a few games like that as well in my like collection like you things i picked up deliberately where they're not probably like amazing games they're just weird (laughs) well and i want to play a ton of b-tier games yeah like i i recently you know i have a ton of 360 games that i just bought a ton of b-tier stuff Mm. the other thing i'm going to be doing for this halloween season jam is playing doom 3 finally i bought that new version on xbox one x uh Mm. which uh that doom one and two aren't the greatest ports on um on the switch or the xbox or anything like that because they've done a weird frame rate thing you can watch the digital foundry video if you care but doom 3 on all platforms is great so Mm. um that's apparently the definitive version and it's true 4k 60 if you have an xbox one x or a ps4 pro so i was like sweet done 10 bucks no problem um but then ironically i wanted the 360 versions of doom 1 and 2 because apparently those are like rock solid i I owned doom 1 i didn't own doom 2 and now you can't buy them anymore they're off the the shop um because bethesda replaced them with new ones so i ended up buying a copy a disc copy of doom 3 bfg edition for five bucks and that gives you it yeah (laughs) and it and it gives it to you yeah you have to have the disc in the drive now to play the downloaded versions but it does give you the 360 versions and you do download them from the store and it is the original versions so that's Mm -hmm. cool but um and i did play through doom 1 and 2 I've not done that before. I played through the whole thing without using oh, God yeah. codes. Yeah, yeah, I had to go on the, uh, not the easiest, but I think it's Hurt Me Plenty is the second difficulty. Mm. I couldn't do any harder than that. And all the achievements are for playing it harder than that, like Ultra Violence or, or Bring Em On or whatever. I couldn't beat the games in, in those. I couldn't even get past the second episode. But, uh, but yeah, so that was fun doing, and I'm ready to do Doom 3. So I'll be doing that uh, for the holiday, the, the Halloween holiday season. Mm. And I don't know if you heard, but I didn't like Luigi's Mansion 1. I know, I heard that, yeah. The Beat podcast. the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> and got it's all 50 ghosts. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to try 2, but am I correct that 2 is probably similar to 1? <laughs> no, you, you may prefer 2. Okay. It depends on what you didn't like. I can quite catch what you didn't like. 2 is much more bite-sized because it's, it's designed for a portable. So what I didn't like about like was better, the yeah. boss battles. I didn't like the boss battles. Yeah, that's not that's not a huge issue with the second one. Um, yeah, the boss battle and the difficulties were kind of like bullshit. Um, mm. Finding the ghosts and everything was fun. So maybe I did like Luigi's Mansion. I just didn't like beating the game. Yeah, it was the beating the game was just <laughs> a long couple of hours of just doing it over and over and over again, and I just hate that. Mm. It's the Dark Souls of boss battles in a Mario game. Uh, You know, I had similar problems with Mario 64, beating the third version of Bowser. Like, Mm. I just had to fight him over and over and over again. It was just annoying. So, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you can keep in touch with me. You'll, of course, be in the Discord, and you can we, we can text each other and stuff. But if you'd like to blog on GH101, you're welcome to. Otherwise, I do encourage you to blog at your own place. GH101's not going anywhere, so all the text stuff is going to stay. Um, and the podcasts aren't going anywhere. They're just moving away from the feed in March. But, um, but yeah, if you'd like to blog on GH101, cool. You own all, all that stuff that you write on there. If you'd prefer to do your own, which I would encourage as well, cool. Uh, just give me the link so I can I can watch for it, um, mm-hmm. and I'll link you on GH101 whenever you put a blog post up on yours so that people can you know look in one spot but still get it. So anyway, well with that, thank you all. Thanks everybody out yeah. there. I'm going Absolutely. to take some rest and retirement. <laughs> <laughs> well deserved as well. Yeah. So well with that, for what could quite possibly be for quite some time the final one. well we are going to come back actually let me rephrase that christmas or something <laughs> yeah i think we should do a christmas special so yeah. jam and i'll get together for the christmas special and i did say i was going to do a uh, top scores now yeah. i'm having second thoughts i don't know <laughs> andrew's going to kill me um but uh i go back and forth but people have turned in video game music maybe i'll do something where i just splice them together but don't do recordings of which ones they are i don't know it's a lot of work to intro them each time, mm. but uh, maybe I'll just do it with a playlist. Um, but if not, um, the easiest way to do it is go to the Discord and just uh, join the Discord and then uh, use, uh, use that area and uh, look at all the songs people have posted. You know, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's stronger than anything else. And I know people like it in just one solid episode, but you can create these yourself. <laughs> it's very easy. Just download the YouTube videos and audio only file with like 4K downloader or something and just splice them together and boom, there you go. You got 90 minutes of music or video game music on Spotify or you can just buy albums. I have like probably 60 different CD soundtracks, you know, and I just take my greatest hits and put them in a playlist. So, yep. It's things people can do. Of course, that's really easy for me to say as I'm making excuses for being lazy and not putting together <laughs> an episode, which I did many times before. <laughs> so, with you. <laughs> so, anyway. But yeah, we'll be in touch. So, until it's colder, peace it's out. It's bloody warm at the moment. Yeah, peace. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs>